Hey, what's up, man? We're back. It's first smoke of the day, episode 67. And uh, it's your boy, Pac, here with my co-host, Blackleaf in what the up, building. What up, what up? And today's a special episode. We got Miss Anna from Cam. How's in it the going? building today, coming down from Sacktown. And this is a good one. This is this is real dope we get to do this, because mm. this this really goes back and bigs his story right here. Cam was a part of the story. Cam's been a part of so many people's stories. Oh, thank you, man. Absolutely. I can't- I can't tell you guys how thankful I am to be here. You guys are part of the culture. And to, you you know, as we get into Cam's story, my story, just kind of being able to come back and look back and have someone like you or, you know, it's, it's really nice. Thank you. I I think it's dope because most people don't know that Cam originally stood for Colorado alternative medicine. They were one of the leading cultivators for top, top shelf flower in all of Colorado. Like, I mean, if you knew top shelf flower in Colorado, the name of like cam was always in the one or two spot. And if it was in two, it was because people were being biased. It was literally oh, thank fire, you, man. nonstop fire. Um, 60 to 70 different picture walking into a dispensary, right? Left side uh, was it indica or sativa left side? Left was it, sativa, <laughs> and then indica was on the right, and hybrid, hybrids in the middle. <laughs> and I mean, you could pick any one of the jars, and it absolutely top nugs, beautiful, trim perfectly, cured perfectly. And when we talk about top shelf, it was all like small batch. It was because at that time you could grow, I don't know, 15, 20 different strains in a yeah. room. Uh, and it would be kind of like the deli store, which is when do you run out? When you run out of weed? When do you when do you close the store? When you run out of bread? Yeah. So it was it was a, just it was a different time. Also, there's no distributor model in Colorado, so I would come like Santa Claus with a big black bag of like 20 different strains. You know, as soon as it was ready to go, we you know trim it, cure it for a little bit, and then just our warehouse was across the street. Just drive it over. So, and then at the same time, we got to meet really amazing cultivators because we couldn't, I mean, I had like at the time, like four eight lighters. Um, And we were, so you were basically putting all your boys on. So everybody that grew OG, Chem 4, um, we met Chris, who you brought on Presidential Kush. Juicy fruit, you guys flow. had every strain. We had like, and we had we we would put you know flow by you know pop. It was great and Brady, you know, it was it was just it was such a special time because even like I get up every day and I'm so excited to go to the warehouse. I'm so excited to be able to be doing this every day. But there was something special between the you know because it was just it was all home growers. So everybody that had been growing herb in 2003, four or five, and really. Um, gotten their craft together mm-hmm. and a store opened in 09, you know, kind of the for us, by us model, right? Grow, you know, growing, growing and talking about cultivating people from overgrow, in ICMAG, right? All those, all those folks came together um, for kind of the beginning of the medical market in Colorado. There's nothing like it. Yeah, there was nothing like it. Yeah. It's the beginnings for the U.S., Yeah, you were the beginnings for the U.S. And being able to take like something I still to this day don't see much is being able to take small batch flowers, stuff that you would be like, oh, this came out of a 12 lighter, a six lighter. Yes, yes. And being able to scale that to where 
you guys, I think at the upward bound, 600 lights somewhere around there, or how many, like 400 lights? We had, at the very end, we we had almost 1140 because we had Peoria 200, <laughs> and then we had Ironton. That was the the, the 40,000 square foot warehouse. Wow. Um, all HPS, all small 40 light rooms. We had a million rooms. I mean, I would, it's interesting because you build these big scale and you weren't thinking of efficiency. All you're thinking about is how am I going to control the room the best way I can? So I know one of the warehouses, I had eight light rooms. See, nightmare commercially. But that small batch mindset, man. Yeah. And that's something we talk about a lot, Pat Gods and myself, is just like keeping the quality. How do you scale it with keeping the quality? And it's the most difficult part. It's really hard. You guys had it though. It, yeah, thank you. You 100%. And it was did. all about the team though. I just had, I had the best guys and everybody mm -hmm. um, came to support that. And so we would, uh, the other thing is that I paid four grand for the weed, if not more, 4,500. And I always paid on time at the time. I never made people wait. I never made guys wait. Cause I just knew you need to buy really expensive, whatever you want, house and garden, mm -hmm. canna, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, you were on at the time, you had to buy that stuff for your next run. You got to pay your, you know, mm -hmm. you got to go over to your buddy's house to trim or they're not going to come over to your house to trim. So <laughs> that's old school. You like, know, oh man, I got to go over to. Yeah. Uh, I really don't want to today. I've worked all day. I really don't want to go in trend. Ah, his weed's not as good, but like, I'm going to go over there. Cause I need that. I need that dude to come <laughs> and trim, trim my house weed. So it was synonymous though, that you guys were working with uh, some of the best talent in Colorado. I knew that because it was like word passing amongst cultivators and hash makers and stuff like, yo, they'll, they pay, they'll actually pay for fire. Like yeah. that was, and I know. never haggled and I wasn't, mm. you know, now would I sit there and tell you if it was wet or whatever it is? You guys never had that, but like, <laughs> but, but there were, it was, it was all you got to, and you got to see, and I still think that's, what's so important. We were talking about this before the show started, which is you got to get onto the market and smoke other people's stuff. You got to see what's out there Some and really key. appreciate all the product that's out there because you're, you're not going to get better if you're not looking at other people's stuff, you're just always going to sit there and be like, my stuff's the best. And that's easy enough to do because you're, everybody's working so hard on it. You know, because you're in it, you can't, you need to step out of, out of it. To like a relationship of, almost. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Oof, man, <laughs> don't hurt them. I mean, obviously we can talk about the old times and we'll get into that about how big and how epic things got. And when you talk, when you name dropped a few people, these guys are like, you know, big guys in the industry now, as far as like Brady's heading up, you, you mentioned yeah, Brady, he's heading Florida. up a massive floor to grow. I yeah. think something crazy, 40,000 square foot or something yep, nuts. Yep. Uh, Chris is another one. He's actually my mentor you brought up and he's someone who taught me how to grow and uh, another one of the most badass guys I know growing, but and just human being wise, amazing human now, being. Your flower is exceptional and, oh, and, and you, you have none of those people. So obviously it's carried. I mean, let's start it from the beginning. Where do we want to start is like, let's start it before you start smoking weed. Cause I know you have a interesting past. Where did you grow up and, and what was so it like? I was, um, a really interesting past. I was born in India mm -hmm. and uh, my parents got their HB1 visas and they said, Hey, look, don't worry. We'll be back. You just, we got to go. We're going to go wow. set up in the U S and, you know, very rural India. Um, and it was tough, but, but at the end of the day, I keep saying, you know, with, with everybody going through what they're going through nowadays, it's all about community and family because you can be really poor, but you can still have so much. 
and you know if you have if you have family so um came here when i was like six and a half didn't speak a lick of english uh got dropped in queens i'm like this is interesting it's pretty much the same as india no it was <laughs> i mean queens, queens back then was not really gentrified it was it was dirty as hell i mean you know and it was really hood queens new york yeah queens new york wow. and we lived in section eight housing it was it was it was relatively pretty hard mm-hmm. but what i really noticed is that all the homies all the ogs the dudes that were moving weight selling weed that's who was really someone you could look up to in the community because those people came back and gave everybody free stuff i mean so um christmas thanksgiving all those things were provided by people moving weight people selling drugs did you so, immediately like was it like you moved to you saw queen and then was like oh shit there's weed everywhere or did it just like you were growing no, up normally not at all. It, yeah, yeah. no no just not slowly at all slowly started yeah, to infiltrate your life and um also there was uh sexual housing and growing rough. up in those it's, it's it's really rough and there's also a lot of other things right so there's a lot of crack during that time. And it was just, it was hard to watch people go through it. But we always notice is folks that smoked herb, smoke, it, was, it was a culture and it, it wasn't, it, they never, they're the ones that were always solid. Mm. Uh, if you're doing a lot of other things to each its own, I think smoking herb is, is brings you back to who you are. It, it kind of totally gives you that. Agree. Yeah, it yeah. really does. And then it also accentuates maybe some of the stuff eh, that you're, that you probably need to change, right? Um, at least, at least for me, it is. But then after, uh, I don't know, maybe seventh grade, high times, eighth grade, um, I I was never into. I never wanted to drink alcohol, so I had to find something to kind of fit in in Queens, New York, mm-hmm. and it was it was herb. Um, by the time I was sixteen, seventeen, I was delivering. If you ordered uh, weed between uh, Second and Gold and Murray Hill. I would show up after school and you would buy two 1.2 grams for 60 bucks a piece. I delivered to ev- anywhere and everywhere. I saw some shit that 15, 16 year old kids. Queens, New York. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and up uh, right up into Manhattan and everything. Wow. So just, uh, yeah. and, and I made good money and it was, it was a, it was a fun time for sure. Um, but, but that's when I really noticed the weed that was coming from Cali was, was like the, completely different than brick wheat, right? So, because they would sell it all the same. It was still 60 bucks, no matter what. It just depends on what batch you got. Because that's when, like, it was scarce, right? So, mm-hmm. and everything was sour diesel, no matter what. Like, forever. <laughs> Even everything, when, right? Ev- ev- everything wow. was sour okay. diesel. So, that's what got me interested in, you know, reading about res and res 2.5, just getting seeds, Um and when I actually started, which is like 10 years later, right? But when I actually started growing, that's, you wanted to grow sour diesel. You wanted to, how do you get these kind of hype, hype strains and, and what that means? But yeah, that was my start. Culture shock must have been rough though. Going from India to Queens, New York, just food, lifestyle, people around you. I was seven. I didn't speak a lick of English. I learned most of my English from like. It's a good age though, still because yeah. it would have been later. Yeah. It's a lot harder, I think. I know. Yeah. I feel like, and I, 13, I worked 14. on it. Yeah, dude. That's when, and, and it's hard, like, then you're going to have it, like an accent. So it's just, it's really, really hard to, and I know people that came at seven, eight and still have a, a pretty heavy accent. I think you have to work at it. Is that where your work ethic comes from, though, through your family and your parents? Yeah, for yeah, sure. You yeah. grind, man. Yeah. I mean, you grind. Yeah. Even, even when it doesn't seem like there's anything to grind for, I'm like, you know, I'm still, I still want, and it's because you don't know, 
when the next opportunity is going to come. You have to keep yourself kind of ready for what is going to come. So I think that that's what's been really moving for me coming to Cali. It's almost like a coming home. It's been good. You got to be ready for the next opportunity. And sometimes when you close the door some other way, that opportunity is not going to come. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Yeah. So then where does it go from there? I mean, let's, let's walk down the path of life. So obviously what was your first introduction to weed though? The first time you smoked it? I was 13. Um, actually it was, uh, a homie of mine was like, Hey, you should go out and, you know, try to cop some weed. So I, I went out into the world and tried to cop an eighth and I bought oregano. Yes, I did. For like with my hard earned money, like straight up wow. oregano. I had no, and so then I brought it over to my homie's house. I think, yeah. And he called everyone that I knew and respected to look at what I had purchased. And I thought I was going to get all these props. Like, yeah, I copped this bomb weed. It's green weed. I'm like, you know, I mean, they don't even know where they saw this stuff. I'm thinking that it's weed for sure. And that's so, and I'm ready to smoke it. Right. So they all come over and then they tell me it's oregano. Yeah. You're like, look at the color though. It's neon <laughs> green. So it's that's beautiful. when they rolled up, they rolled up in a blunt. Mm -hmm. I just hacked for like an hour, but that was the first time I smoked herb. But that after that, like as soon as I smoked herb, that feeling Different that came over me. You were smoking. Though. Yeah, completely did. Yes. Well, yes. What, uh, what was that like? I have no idea. It was like, it was like, it was probably like shit. just taste. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And I think also when I look at the environment, like especially for women, people always say that they had a bad experience smoking herb, right? It's because they probably smoked some swag or they mm -hmm. probably smoked something with that. It just, you know, or too much or too much yeah. or that too, or too much or, um, but shitty weed gives you a shitty feeling. It does. Yeah. It does. But this wasn't, it wasn't like, I wouldn't say it was that bad per se. It was just anything's bad compared to where we are today. Like the product that we get to smoke today, it's just a lot. I'm talking about collectively, obviously, mm -hmm. in the last 10 years, is just so superior for anything you were getting. It's funny because we started then. the convo talking about HPS and LED weed. You know, before we even hopped on the mic, a lot of the convo was like, you know, because you're pulling out jars and we're seeing these big fluffy flowers. Yeah, try that hash hole. It's got my throat cranking smoking, though. Smoking, huh? I threw so much hash in there, it literally, it's cranking my throat out right now. I, I, I probably have a quarter of a gram in there, half a gram. The small batch that he's got and the way your flowers look, you can tell it's this HPS, beautiful, big structured nugs compared to some of the, the LEDs we've been seeing where it's just way tighter, you know? And uh, almost like the buds closing on mm -hmm. in itself. But I also think, I mean, I'm not here to hate on LEDs, but all my spots currently uh are in hps still we're do we're do trying so with leds what i will say is that you have to build the entire room for an led mm. so to retrofit an hps room that's got quite a bit of acs and you have controllers too right so you have tons of ac yes you have dehumidification but not 30 or 40 percent more that you would need for an led setup on top of that, you're going to be running way higher ECs sometimes with LEDs. Mm -hmm. um, depend well, depending on what you're using for nutrients. So uh, all of that means you would have to have a different, you know, an entire different mechanism, like more batch tanks, a different dosatron. So everything that's going to go into that. So just having the R and D spots has been rooms within HPS uh, 
you know, a couple hundred lights in HPS, yet may have one room for LEDs. It takes a long time to learn what's going to work and not going to work. Also strains. Lots of strains. So many variables. Many variables Mm -hmm. with with the LEDs. Yeah. And I still, even dialed in, I still think there's some nostalgia of what buds looked like 10 years ago. We talk about this and that, man, I think some of the clinging on of people like, why doesn't it, it just, why doesn't it look like that? Or why isn't it? I think it's the difference between the spectrums. Now, when we buy LEDs, every LED has a different spectrum. We used to all buy the same bulbs. We would all buy. Portalux. There you go. Portalux. I didn't have to say it. So, I mean, the, the industry is changing at such a rapid pace and you've been there from the get. That's what's interesting. I'm good. You could go. I got this one. Hit her one time. <laughs> Which one is this? The guava gas. So guava NorCal gas Nemo. by NorCal Nemo. Yeah. With the rip tip. With the rip tip. Roll to perfection. <laughs> You got to hold that one in. Fire. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Pack guys. That one in, perfect. Perfectly rolled. Catch Pack guys. If you catch him on the street, ask him what he's smoking on. He always got something on, brewing. Man. Something Some small bag. Something that he tracked down from the, the hills on. and the valleys I and the so deserts. I got so excited when I saw that weed right there. He's always got something brewing. It's it's fire. The chocolate scalati. <laughs> all kinds of crazy Shout shit. Shout out to Tenko. Yep. And these rip tips just take it to a new level, you know. No, back to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you got an awesome story, by the way. Like, I'm I already have- wrapped into it. Oh, <laughs> just got out of like 15-year-old you running deliveries around. Um, what, was, what was high school like for you? So high school, I, I felt like I kind of lived like two different lives. I, I was really good at math. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't say... It's hard being like a foreign kid, man. It's just, it's really tough. Like it's, it's not like you don't make friends as easily and it takes, that's why something about cannabis, it's always, you know, I I wouldn't say people are like, oh, it's the rejects. It's the outliers. So I would, you know, I was literally in math club at like two friends. (laughs) My parents moved around a lot, you know, Indian people trying to. Um, better their position. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a patriot. I feel so lucky that I came to the United States. I couldn't do any of this stuff from India. Like just being able to be in the United States and having the opportunities is just, it's just I amazing. With that mindset, it gives um, people that, you know, come from your situation an, an extreme edge. Cause if you're just born here, you you take it for granted. Oh my God! You right go away. to a small I mean, village with cows and no running water. It's a whole different. I mean, there's nothing to even dream for because you don't really. You're not. I mean, that's the like for, just, for yeah. your children or whatever moving yeah. on, right? It's like they don't feel that at all. You know? I don't. There's no relation really. They, well, and they also don't know what it feels like to you know grow weed illegally because you have to have it is it is such a struggle to even sell weed like you know because obviously i didn't start growing i started selling weed but even selling weed is such a risk Mm -hmm. and so um that's what i think about cannabis it does kind of bring so then after school i had like weed life so during school i was this you know pious indian girl couple couple years ahead on the math Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, dude. Because I was so, and also I was so nervous. How would you? Uh, Just a one hitter. 
like you a glass. Just, like, be, like walking in. Would you take it with you? Or well, what? you're in Queens, dude. There's, oh, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, the, it's okay. eight, it's eight, it's it's area. it's yeah. eighteen. You're walking everywhere. Yeah, like you're like our our school is like subway. I think sixteen hundred people. Yeah, subway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, take the L. I'm just saying that this is just a like talk about like third world country in the United States. So New you York, would do New a, like, York City or like just pull off. Yeah, would you, you meet could up just, with anyone, or you yeah, would on, like, no, a solo? you'd have like I had like three friends, and we yeah. would meet like basically in PSI one eighty nine, like Boom. two, literally yeah, two. Yeah, give them the details. Yeah, two, two blocks, two blocks away. Don't you don't want to? You know, you got to mm-hmm. let it air out, right? You can't like can't be smelling like that, especially not back then. No, absolutely not. That and then I ran track event in eleventh grade, and I was like all the way, and then you would meet up right before. I don't think people realize how much herb athletes smoke and how much it enhances their experience. So we'll, we'll come to that you the later. the track team out there? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe like two of the slower so, track team people. <laughs> so 15, 16, when you got to like 17, 18, were you, were you like doing stuff in school? So I still did the delivery, but 17, 18 was all about, I mean, my parents are conservative Indian people. So it's just, it's really about getting those high SAT scores and kind of, you know, uh, getting to college. And more importantly, in our case, getting um get you know getting some type of uh financial aid for sure so kind of focus on that and then i would like you know high times i would always read about cannabis but i i would say i took a break a little bit during during that time and then the beauty for me was when i moved to colorado in 1997 and that was i came how old were you uh i was 19 Okay. I was 19 years so old. moved at 19 to Colorado. In Boulder. Yeah. What was the reason? University of Colorado uh, College. Got it. Right? Damn. So I got a full so ride. So it's kind of just a yep. didn't really even realize type of thing. Yeah. Because huh? I went, I, I did, I was in New Haven, Connecticut. And then um, uh, I only did a year and a half there. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm racked up in school debt. I'm in 80 grand of school debt. I'm going to sell, I could sell a million packs. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm never going to fucking pay the student debt off. So. Um, uh, I went to university of Colorado and I got a, uh, a scholarship there. And, um, but that's when I just re fell in love. There were so many people growing herb in Boulder at the time. It was crazy. And right off the bat, like I'm on ICMAG, I'm on overgrow, I'm researching it. Um, someone allowed me for the first year and a half. I don't know how you guys all learned how to grow, but for me, I was put in a position where it's like, all right, you're going to take all the risk. You're going to go to this house every day in Westminster outside of school and you're going to water, you're going to do all these things and you're not going to get any money for it. And then once this house is really hot, we'll give it to you. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It was a six lighter. And so it was trap. And you'd go there, you're only going there like for, you're trying to get in and out. But I, that's when I really fell in love with it. Because once you felt comfortable, you're like, you know, I might as well just stay here until it gets dark. Like, fuck it. Like, so in the grow houses, like, it would kind of become like my secondary home. I really didn't want to. It was just easier to be there. And being around plants was, was super fun. Yes, yeah. So, and, and then I finally got to my own, own place. And then at. 20 i got in trouble for cultivation oh damn in colorado in colorado in jamestown colorado it's always a jump in method it's always i feel like a lot of cultivators you know it's it's like oh i got some homies that grow and then you kind of 
you get more used to being around it. Like, what's this go on? And then well, they, they kind of start to explain this. Yeah, and they send you to go. You're the you're the do yeah, boy or do exactly. girl. That's all it Cut is. Clones, like, hey, clones, go to the definitely yeah. def initiation. Definitely go to the grocery store. Nobody wants to go be seen at the grocery store. <laughs> yep. You so, know, no one can skip this step though. No, exactly. It shouldn't be talked down upon because I think people mm -hmm. should look more forward to those steps because it's like mm -hmm. you only do it once. You only do it once and it's part of, then it becomes part of your learning process. So I think that a lot of times people and want- And it's in anything you do. They want to get to here. You got to suck you first. You start here. You got to suck. Oh boy, did I suck. And But yeah. you got to go, you're, you're getting taught on your own time without them being like, yo, let me pay you $20 an hour for you to suck and for two years. And your own money you know? and so, your own risk. But yeah. You, and yeah. you're saying like, I'll take that risk on. I love how, and this is what I signed up for. Where like, yeah, this is a journey you're gonna have to go through to learn this. It's an exchange of knowledge for your time and effort. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, and it's a the privilege. Only way you really and learn is by doing it. Yes. So, so many we things go over in life are like material, that. You could have all the books, you know, do all that. You could sit in courses and do everything, but until you're doing it. Anything's like that. Think about yeah, all the anything. Things. Literally, and this goes literally for anything. like the, you, you know. Gotta suck first, and it's like people want to skip that step, but you can't. I can't read about surfing and be a pro. Yeah, exactly, ah, dude. I know, yeah. but it's true. It's it's so true. <laughs> but that exchange for knowledge. If you really look at it like that, the longer you exchange the knowledge for your time, the better you're getting, especially it's like with anything, right? Uh, we used to BMX. And when you would ride with guys that were better than you, next thing you know, when I would race my my group, I was smoking everybody because I'm like, well, my daily guy are all these experts. That's who I ride around town Anything, with. Anything, like skateboarding, snowboarding. Yeah. You always want to ride with somebody, especially in snowboarding, that's exchange, better than you. Yeah, yep. but exchange and hope that you can keep up. Because, I mean, you have no friends on powder days, but. <laughs> so what happened in Jamestown? Okay. So Jamestown, I had a great, I was, you know, getting it. I had plants everywhere in this house. It was crazy. I had like light movers in the bathroom and I was on all the forums. So um, Overgrow and then ICMAG, International Canographics. And. I grew an entire round of males. I'm not talking about like some hermed <laughs> out. Like, I mean, I wish I still had. I think Gypsy, when I went, when I went legal or recreational, I had Gypsy take down all like my thousands of posts. I was like, but I, I think it, if I could ever have a picture back, it's just like this entire, like, like literally how you see in like Jorge Cervantes, like just covered in nut sacks. I mean, it was just <laughs> the whole room was seated out. And I'm like, is this a new strain? I'm like, this looks interesting. <laughs> so I'm like, but right away, it was, you know, like yeah. I said, you, you got to learn that. And then you learn, wow, it's really hard to get rid of pollen in a house. So, um, but all sorts of seeds came out, all sorts of projects came out of that. My landlord who did buy herb from me decided that she had found religion and called the cops. Mm. So that was it. After buying weed from you a bunch that's of times, fucked. then in the mm. middle of that, that's, decided that's pretty low. That, yeah. yeah, that is rough. Shout out to that land. I mean, fucking slumlord. Eileen. Eileen. <laughs> Shame on you, Eileen. <laughs> which, which I'm guessing later in life really didn't help when you tried to get a license in Colorado. Fast forward, right? When, yeah, I it was like it was. Typical. It was. I mean, and I felt like because in Colorado, even mm -hmm. as an employee, you had to be badged, and mm -hmm. every person, every kid out there that had, and thank goodness they're trying to at least California is changing that, and it's not like mm -hmm. that. But in Colorado, the thing that got you 
to be able to even make money in the industry was shunned upon. So it was just this whole thing where it's like, oh my God, all right, are you going to disclose? Well, no, man, my record sealed. So my record was sealed. And so there was this whole thing where, you know, my attorney's like, look, you don't have to disclose. I'm like, I'm too afraid of not disclosing. It looks worse. It when looks they find worse out when they find and out lied. and they're going to find out mm -hmm. and it is what it is. And so I'm happy that I'm old enough now to get into a place where I can talk about it. And it's not this, you know, like, oh man, because it's, it's a hard time is, you know, it's like hard for your parents to go through. You have to kind of, you're kind of shunned from your, obviously your grow community, mm -hmm. you know, they love you, but you got to keep your distance during that time. But I got lucky. I had good lawyers. It was a year of probation and that was it. What's that day start like? What's how, how does that day go? Like you wake up, it's a normal day or you get woken up to boom, boom, boom. No. Yeah. It was, they came in at night. So, they came in the middle yeah, of the night. Yeah. At night wow, in the okay. evening. So well, that was okay. kind of, yeah. You were there. Yeah. I was there. It was so Christmas. The place. Yeah. It was Christmas. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Christmas. I know. Jeez. You know, cause plants don't care. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of it. As well, I think. So like when pissed, you go they're working on Christmas. Those dudes are pissed coming in there. They house. were so pissed. Oh, I was the scrawniest little thing. I was like, like nine up outside, they're like, you know what we're here for today? <laughs> Even you know then, though. It is in Colorado on Christmas, too. So you're out there oh, freezing your nuts off. Oh, my God. And the strains. I was still a like. Girl, they got a gun to her head. It's like, I thought the strains <laughs> were so important I, yeah. at the time. Yeah. I'm like, by oh yourself? Yeah. So well, you I was like all Fort Collins cough and blueberry. Mm. And then I had the first SFV. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to get these back. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's your first thought. You're such a grower. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. They're just, you know, because it's your own babies mm. in the fire of the house. But it was fine. I mean, I think that even years on later, if people would go away, they'd always give me their cuts. And they're like, keep it, keep it healthy, give it back to me. You know that. I always yeah. said that. Especially like, if you have a story like that, you're like, yo, listen, this is what happened. Most people yeah. will be like, hold on, let me see what I can do. Because people know what that's like. That's so crazy, though. And that's what we referenced was in Colorado in the beginning, they actually came down on anybody who had been in trouble for cannabis prior to you applying for the license. So it was literally like, oh, you've been arrested for a bag of weed. You can't get a license Sorry. now. It's like, well, yeah. I've been doing this. Well, this is, is kind of why yeah. I'm here. This is why, like, everybody. Crazy. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. To, to the point where, will you explain it further? You would have to go in front of a, a board. Yes. And explain to a board of people of what your, your arrest was about. Bad why, moral how character. Yeah. Yeah, your bad moral. That's what they called it. Which is crazy. Which bro. is bad moral your character. In a business that you just invested millions of dollars and you have everything on the line, you should have just started doing this. Yeah, it's true. It's crazy the way they they kind of think about this or they kind of expect cultivators or business owners to be like, well, here's the laws. Now you guys just live through it and figure it out. Well, they also made it into a level of compliance that not even, I don't think most regular businesses could even take on. If you ask like a Granger or Home Depot to do the level of compliance that we have to do, uh, in Colorado in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, or just in general. No outside funds. And then add 62% tax. Yeah, dude. It was tough. It was tough. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. There's definitely no funding. I definitely funded the, th the first door at CAM on my own. It was tough. 
Well, so you did the year probation. Would you, what, how'd that go? Like, it was fine. Live yeah. with your parents. Yeah. No, 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 no. What? No. My parents were like, you can't come home. No, I just, it I just, over, yeah, huh? it was over. I got a new place to live. It was fine. And that was kind of my parting gift from my mentor. He was like, look, you got pinched. Mm-hmm. Come back in a year. I'm like, all right. So I've got, got myself, just got an apartment. And um, at the time I was finishing school. I have my master's in applied math. And once I finished that, then I got a real software job and I grew at night. So that's kind of- the That was actually really good advice he gave you. Yeah. Because what would have been dumb advice is, yeah, yeah, jump back in. Here's a pound, start moving it. Yeah, and then you're you gonna get need money. a second yeah, time yeah, yeah. on probate. Like looking back, I'm like, man, that was, that was great advice. Like, yo, take a year off. And that actually gave you off. the space to, plus you were a bright star. You had, it wasn't like you had nothing else going on. You no. just had graduated with applied mathematics degree, correct? Yeah, I was on my way. I'm saying that those next three years, I focused on that. I did probation. I was in college. I'm just, you know, what I say, doing your time. And just and watching everybody else grow weed from afar, which sucked. So, you know, because that that's a whole, like, lifestyle and a community when you grow herb. And it's a special secret that you have good herb. You're not just a plug, but you're actually somebody that's helping um, cultivate. It's different for sure. So everyone's spaced away from you. Yeah. Yeah. But same thing. I'm like used to kind of being by myself. Any good cultivator, I think will tell you they're happiest when everyone's gone and you can be in the room by yourself, kind of walk your hallways and just kind of go through your rooms. But yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it was a good, it was a good time to kind of regroup. So, and life's a lot of up and downs. So you're not going to experience any of those ups unless you've had some pretty shitty downs. Great points. I mean, you, I know, I kind of know a little bit about your career, but where does it go from there? Because you had a pretty dope career. Well, you said software. So talk about that. Yep. So the first job I had was computer associates and they were doing automation software. And I think a lot of that, I'm so happy that I got to work those jobs and kind of learn how to be a manager, learn how to treat people well realize that you could be great at what you do or really, really bright, but you're only going to get there with the team. And I mean, there's nothing more true of that for cultivation. Every single piece of cultivation, someone is working, sometimes not for that much pay, and they have an integral part in making the product successful or not successful, especially as you scale. So you have to have like a lot of trust. And I learned a lot of that just working um, a relatively pretty corporate job. Um, the software community is great though. We're a bunch of nerds. Um, people like to, you know, they're curious minds and they, they all smoke a lot of weed. So, um, it was a good couple of years. It was good because I was doing something I was really passionate about after work. And then prior to that, I was learning a lot and I was making pretty good, decent money, yeah, which funded job. all my cannabis stuff. So that was, that was kind of cool. And then in 2009, that was it. Colorado's rules. I mean, th- so there was a couple dispensaries before that, like, like, like little medical places. But then in 09 is when I um, uh, started CAM. I was a single sole proprietor there. Perfect time for five years. It was good. How'd you come up with the name? Um. Well, just like every store, they were trying to make it medicinal, right? You had to, you know, put your best foot forward. Um, I just knew I wanted to, you know, I, I was thinking about, 
you're always dreaming, right? That you'll be in multiple states. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just go to the C states. So it'll be California alternative medicine, it'll be Colorado alternative medicine, um, Chicago. Yeah, so that's... That's it. We're just kind of brainstorming. Is there any other season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started racking my brain for a minute. Yeah. Oh. Connecticut. I can go to Connecticut. Right? Yeah. Connecticut. 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 Yeah. Connecticut. They got weed. I mean, yeah. you could micro it. Yeah. <laughs> you nah, could micro it for it, sure. Either way, it's sure. synonymous with fire. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Though. It was good. And then it was just, we were driving by Broadway. I mean, getting even the smallest stuff, like getting a spot that would allow for a dispensary to open in 09, much less it be nice or you know, have good feng shui or, you know, any of that. No, no, forget about that. It's like, can I pay an absorbent amount of money to try this business out? And we got lucky. We got lucky with our landlord. With little to no parking too. You guys had almost no parking. Oh, and none. you would have a line out the door. People would just come from all over and park anywhere through the neighborhood. They yeah, could seven, walk, get dropped off. It was crazy. Too, so especially we're like, I think the second store to go wreck in 14. And like, it was like, we had the dude that made a uh, Death Star from Ohio mm -hmm. and they came and brought like a couple colas, like still on the stick. Like I grow Death Star. I'm like, I grow some too. I'm like, thank you, man. <laughs> Have all the Death Star for free. That's super but just cool. having like small moments like that, people that you'd talk to on forums for years, but never got to meet, especially the Cali dudes. Everybody came out. And came and visited, and it felt really good. It felt really good for the team. You guys had more genetics than anybody I knew, though, at the time. You would have so many strains. And uh, I remember, like, one of your cultivators always would talk about, like, that we know he's like, I just always would be like bringing new stuff in nonstop. The amount of genetics you had was just incomparable. It was great because I was also down to trade, right? And mm -hmm. it was just such a, community time of sharing strains like yeah i'll meet you at 7-eleven like you got great babe awesome i've got resist sour diesel it's 77 days though dude so just let you know you're gonna lose half a harvest a year but those are the times that you're still vegging in the same place you're flowering so you know it was just an interesting time to grow how do you get through the licensing process in colorado you know like we could dive into that like how difficult was that Going from just being you, you your, know, and trying to figure your, it out. Your team you put together for mm -hmm. Cam when you when you did this in 09, was it any of your, you know. So I worked with. Like I, hometown yeah. friends or like, no, any, you know, how did you put together your team? Well, the team, I literally just hired like outright. One one yeah, or, one by one. So um, in the beginning, it was just me. And then I hired somebody for retail. And then. um we we grew we got the bud tenders first and it was just a five thousand square foot space so it was just me and um this gentleman named Corey buffkin who has won a ton of high times cups i'd met him and he was bringing in um herb into cam and i said yeah dude i'll put you on the shelf and then um his product was so good it was in soil it was so good and i said look man i've got five eight light rooms i'll give you two and and that's kind of how we started learning learning because we were in a commercial space like we had gotten overcharged for 409 panel i mean it was just a nightmare but then the year after that i realized yes you need to learn how to grow cannabis well on scale but the main thing is i went out and became a general contractor so i have my class c so that has been i think as important as genetics or or community or how much i love herb 
just knowing construction and being able to navigate yourself through building grows for a little lower than first, you know, 125 a square foot at the time. We didn't need all the, we didn't have the bells and whistles back then. We're just like, okay, a room with lights, HVAC. <laughs> so, Jeez. but I mean, you take everything head on. Like, look at that. It's, you're talking about taking on that besides taking on a, the licensing process, the financial side, I mean, on and on and on the grow. How do you find the grow? Right. It was just across the street, you know, but at the across time, the street from, it was the from, the, from the dispensary, which is just, I, mean, I just got a lot of stuff I got lucky with. And then there was a underbelly of landlords that were watching California landlords making a lot of money. So when cannabis started opening up and, you know, we were like, we're licensed, we're licensed. It was a little easier. And there were people there to kind of, I mean, it was a little vulturistic because it was, they were charging 10 X the rent. So, um, and that was the other part of how much you had to manage. Now I look at how have I been able to scale, trusting people, delegating, like not doing it all by yourself, not being like, I'm going to come back in and do it just because, you know, holding people accountable and, and making sure that the team that you're working with, you know, if they have love for the product, it's really, it's really going to grow and it's going to grow because of these, of these people, right? Like now I look at Mike and George and, you know, their brothers, they work in the veg. Dude, they, I mean, these guys crush it. I mean, they, they come in, they're excited. Um, the first person that I hired in California is still with me, Ryan. Um, he, he's basically not only in the grow, but he's also helping build out the, uh, the, tw the 2100 lighter. So, wow. Yeah. So, so it's been, and I, I found him off Craigslist. Full blown. This is that so crazy because we have a similar story. One of the best people Pat Gods had found when we when we started Blackleaf was uh, one of our employees. Yeah. And, she, and she's just amazing. She's one of the most amazing employees you know ever. Yeah, come I couldn't. I could yeah, never. Stole her from me. I definitely did. By the way, yeah, I have to admit He's that. Got that issue. It's deep. It's running. Damn. It's still running deep. It is deep. Damn. <laughs> just did it again with another person. <laughs> Dude, that means they're, really step but they're my obviously going to. No more I mean, I'm just my bad. <laughs> Funny you mention it. <laughs> Funny you bring that up, I'm actually. I'm always looking to poach talent. What was her name again? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. For real. Dude, I'm, 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 like, I'm always looking to be like, can I treat you better? You know, baby, I'm going to yeah, treat you better. I'll, I'll take mental note of that. <laughs> Don't Make bring sure me around. Keep, keep asking for hours. I got, I got some hours. I got some. Oh, it's dude. Dog, and I can, I, can, I can smell someone that is passionate, I swear, from across the room. Like, and I'm, I love working with those people because you can just empower them and they just go. So, and I'm always trying to hire people or just be around people that are smarter than me. You're the smartest mm -hmm. person in the room. Wow. And that's the best cliche ever. You're just in the wrong room, especially with, I try to go to a lot of these, like, I mean, I'm just learning about LEDs and photons and photons getting trapped inside of the LED. I mean, I didn't know any of that. So every day I try to, you know, learn. There's so much. So, um. So you get the dispensary open and then he's saying you find a grow across the street. Like how long did it take you to like open the doors and like, you know, what was the process it like for so like you to quick because I had, I had a four, I had like, I'm sure Colorado is excited to hear about this, but I was, I had, I had a home gross. And so I, it, the store was being fed from that. So we opened the store first. And so we could get some, I could get some income in. 
building out a 5,000 square foot grow, I'd started with 180K. Can you imagine starting that now? Like, oh my God, 180K just to fund like the store, get the leases down, a little bit of legal, get some good payroll situation, um, banking, and getting the lease for the 5,000 square foot grow. So that's all that took care of. So then we started getting rolling. I had, I mean, I had, had this amazing ecosystem of people that grew great weed. You know, Chem Four from Matt Bickle, he's still in the game. Um, all, all this, all these different, you know, Seth who had Ellie Cush, um, and, g- and gave me my first cut of Ellie Cush. Never went back after that. Um, still love that strain. Still, still love smoking that strain. Um, it's about a year. So it, we started in June 2009, but we just put product on the shelf. Like, and I was harvesting four times, you know, it was, it was a community. It what was, were, it was what were like the top sellers at the time? When we first opened up whatever we had, let's just be honest. Um, I think there's another dispensary that had started uh, Patient's Choice that was kind of down the street. Um, but we just wanted to focus on quality. So all the sour diesels sold out. <laughs> uh, immediately, because obviously from the East Coast, I'm all about sour diesel. And then uh, you guys had the legit one too. Yeah. You guys had that super yeah, sour. Just- it was, and later on we had AJ's. Cu- I mean, it was all all of it was so tasty. It was good. And then we had um, we had Golden Goat from Jeff from Mister Dank. Um, we had, um, and then just a couple months into opening, we had Presidential Kush and mm-hmm. Flow and Juicy Fruit from you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and, yeah, and it just, menu, bro, and it keep just, going. And then, cause this is the sour thing. grapes. Boom. Do you remember sour grapes? That Cannabis was an old one. Leonard. Yeah, it is. Sour grapes sour was grapes, good. Like Cindy 99 or something. Cindy, which is weed, which is Cindy 99 cross. We had 92 OG. I had biodiesel. I had, um, 18 OG. Yep. 18 OG, um, LA confidential, um, uh, wonder woman, um the death star just dude, gnarly. the death star, death dude, the death star. wi-fi og yeah. wi-fi the, OG, wifi, but, yeah, the original yeah, wi-fi, wi-fi that was skywalker good. yep skywalker i mean i'm trying to think I had, for purples what did you guys a, have for purples i had pre-bubba okay i had white master that was the joke yeah for all the for all my homies <laughs> Black man smokes white master kush. Oh, I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but the flavors. It was good. It was oh, grape ape, grape ape. Yeah. ISS parentage. Island sweet skunk. Oh, Island sweet skunk. Oh my god. <laughs> no, uh, fucking hate that no, strain. Pack on spoon waiting to bring up something. Same with Golden Go. You Bubble were gonna go? say something oh, too. Dude, I saw dude, you over there twitching. Seizure, no, no. He was man. over there twitching with Golden Go. <laughs> Indiana. <A> seizure, man. <laughs> oh, it was so <laughs> bad. It was just, we don't need no more n- of that no shit. No more. Oh, oh, this is so, something that Ella so just hairy. had a repeat. Dude, it was like a broken ter- record. DJ CD. Shorts Flow. DJ Shorts Flow, dude. You guys, uh, but you guys just had so many. The real gen- blueberry. The yeah, you had the real blueberry. Think uh, about that all on the shelf at the same time most of the time. Don't you remember Bruce Banner? Bruce Banner. <laughs> all boom. the Chem Four. Chem Four. Chem ninety one. Chem ninety one. Chem Six. Both of them. Triangle. Triangle. OG, Tri- the real triangle. The push, real yeah. triangle. Kush. That just had the most perfect. I love though. Small. Chem ninety one and Chem Four. You could go back and forth smelling them. Be like that one and that. One. Like 
not many people can have those both offerings to say that was on the shelf with all those others. And then you keep naming people. And I don't think a lot of people understand outside of this circle that you're naming the guys who actually created some of those strains. Exactly. Or like the keepers of the flame. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're like, oh, Bruce brought in this Bruce Banner, it's like, yeah, she's talking about the guy who created the shit. Not like, Jason. oh, I got the cut from a friend. She's talking about like the all these people who created these cuts were coming to the table all bringing shit straight to you. Yeah, like it was really fire. Good. Yeah, it was wonderful. And then you had you think was behind that because you were willing to pay. You know I always got will, out. I, willing to pay, and you knew, you knew. And dude, I I would literally put your name on. I give mm -hmm. you, I give you all the cred. I would tell people that this is this person's. I mean, that's what's so important still to like honor where you came from, who helped you get there, and all the people that are still killing it. So I I, I think that that's. Um, that empathy portion that comes mm -hmm. um, is is really helpful, and to stay humble because you never know, you know how it's going to go in the night. Like especially with cannabis, so I feel super lucky to to have my time when it's good. Crazy, and you guys uh, for the grow side. I know people always get in on me. I want to know you guys were doing bucket systems, right? And oh my like, god, talk green about trees. the styles of yes. growing and what nutrients because you you guys had it so dialed in that I know there's log books of how each nutrient, how much trim versus flower they produce on the same strain. I was doing like, all that. I was doing all my metrics. Detailed. Yeah, because I was into into software. So we I first started. Um, so I had flood and drain on four by fours with six inch cubes. That's what I first learned how to grow. That's, and I, and I was in Rockwell forever. Um, and then I found these little clay pellets called hydrogen and the roots would just kind of hang out. So I grew, then my second round was easy cloner to six inch net pots to hydrogen house and garden, flood and drain. We let them grow so tall and big. And then we'd put them into the Green Trees hydroponic system, 55-gallon drums. You'd have, you know, 63 to a zone. And it was really similar <laughs> to this, just being, you know, with Netflix and, and mm -hmm. drippers and, um, and dosatrons. But it was all contained within that room. The issues there were um, the yields would really hurt because you had to keep the water cool. So you don't want your water in the same room that you have all your HPS is in. Well, now we know that. But at the time, um, you could, I could only afford one AC unit per room. So just a 30 ton. And that's just what it was. I think I was lucky that Colorado was a little cooler. I mean, I'm in SAC now. Those ACs be popping all the time. But in Colorado, it was, uh, it was great. We just had, we had a different type of environment. Was, that's also what made it so hard when I first came to California on from a cultivation perspective, because how you're going to grow in Massachusetts is going to be completely different from how you're going to grow in Colorado, which is going to be completely different and how you're going to build your, so. Can you get into that? <laughs> like, like explain, and you're talking indoors. We're not talking yeah, outdoors. I'm just talking about yeah. indoor. Talking indoor. I'm just talking about indoor. So, so can and, you and, explain that? How it would still affect even indoor? Like why couldn't it be the I, exact same? Well, because you, you have the pressures of the heat and then you also have pressures of humidity and how quickly you're able to remove the humidity from the room. So if you're, depending on the time of the year, there's just a lot of moisture in the air. So even if you have, you know, your economizers are shut down, your ACs are, are you have a completely closed environment, even then 
most municipalities are going to make you take in some type of fresh air. The ACs, you're going to be changing filters. I mean, there is fresh air coming in. Um, depending on where you are, uh, here's, a, here's another big difference. Colorado, they call it like, you know, the weed turns into dust because it's like negative humidity. I mean, literally you're... <laughs> We would add humidifiers at the end because mm-hmm. you, you're trying to get to 14 days. You turn the grinder, it's like, <laughs> and oh, you do it you, like this. Well, dude, the 14. Roll, joint, yeah. roll it out. You're like, it like just blows you in the air. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. It's like it ashes. The whole joint. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how, and that's, and your baseline for where you start with your environment is so different, right? Where from Florida to Colorado to California to New York, right? Even just daily weather where, and, and you're talking inside the, the window sweat different. Everything is just acting different. But dude, I'll tell if you've made it in Florida, you are king. It is very tough. It is literally the hardest place on the face of the planet to grow indoor weed. I mean, that means you are, that's, you're in candy land when you come to these other states, because not only is it extremely dangerous, like from a mm-hmm. getting in trouble perspective, it is, uh, the, the level of humidity. And I mean, I've seen some bomb OG come out of Florida back in the day. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Starting to come back now. How'd you attract all these elite cultivators though? Because you had like three or four guys that were just the top of the top. Even now their careers have still continued to go. You yeah, know? for sure. How did you get them? Because I grew weed. So I yeah. think that I had like a common language. So, and I was willing to entertain um, like when my guys wanted to try aeroponics, let's try it. Like, I don't know. Let's try it. Hey, uh, we should, we should try. It was just experimental. None of us really knew. And just having that, you know, collaborative, I think that when people talk about women and weed or, you know, uh, how, how you're managing your people, it's about being able to kind of take a step back. And not only do I not know best, let's collaborate together. Probably can come up with a better solution by talking through everybody's experiences. So I thought that was really important. Yeah. You were always big on that. It's, it, it's funny because you were always big on, yeah, let's try it. Let's give it a go to the point where I remember uh, my mentor and, you know, Chris, your yes, employee dude. had did a whole room of these massive aeroponics. That's what I'm talking about. And had it all worked out and we're going to do this produce. and it that. Was so hard. And he had already tried it and I figured it out and all this, and it was these massive, like 16 or 20 inch tubes with like sprayers. And he had, he had got it down to where he had figured out which sprayer per gallon. I mean, and the two nozzles. Yes. Yes. dude. Each plant had a certain amount of sprayers per plant. And if this one clogs, this is the backup, you know, so much redundancy and so much thought. And then it got to the big show and it completely flopped because of X, Y, and Z. And no, because the environment, the environment years, wasn't ready to yeah. take on that type of growing methodology. You have to dial anything into yeah. one run, be like, go yeah. is tough. But for years, I just remember going to his house and he'd have these massive tubes yes, behind his house. Dude. And I'm like, what are you going to do Brady. with those? And he'd be like, we're going to use them at some point yes. for like five, six years. It just, But that was big of you to you allow like, yeah, here, use my money and my space and my real estate because this is oceanfront real estate. The amount at you're the time, paying. sure. And, you know, try something different, even though this is working. Yeah, and but that's okay because I think that if you don't give people a little bit of freedom, they're mm-hmm. just I mean, it just makes it become very mundane. And it does, you know, you're not able to like have your own ideas and be creative. So, you want to be make people that they are part of the process. 
and that and that they really count. And I think that as we get further into cannabis, people are going to start realizing how important that is. Treat your people good. Mm-hmm. Treat your people good. Super important. That come naturally to you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I really care about people. I love like as much as I love the plant, I realize it takes a village to make this stuff come out on time. Like, I mean, I, I now in terms of scale, I want to say post-processing is 40% of the game. It's as important almost as the cultivating side of it. Um, how you're drying it, how you're storing it, how you're curing it, and how quickly you're able to get it to the consumer so it doesn't get old. Yo, what up? It's Blackleaf. I'm here at Grow Generation, and guess what? Drip Hydro storming the market. All the best growers I know are switching to it. And guess what? There's a reason, because it's preserving terps. I keep hearing that, preserving terps. And that's why we're here with Sunshine, facility advisor, facility manager, overall the man with Drip Hydro. Listen to why it's different, man. What's going on, guys? Sunny here with Drip Hydro. Thing is, at the end of the day, we just wanted to make a simple, clean, cost-effective nutrient line that nobody has really seen on the market right now. Nobody uses really our chelation formulas, uh, the micronutrients that we have pulled to make this line is really just what makes it overall bringing that consistency and quality back to what we want to see in growing herb again and overall at the end of the day it's still really light on your wallet it's a five-part nutrient line and again if you're not staying sterile or you have a big facility and you don't want to run rock wool and you want to run a mix of cocoa with an enzyme or something you don't even have to run flow with it so at the end of the day it's just saving you money on your wallet while bringing the consistency and the quality of terps back we wanted to bring the terps back and bring the soul back to growing versatility cost effective and quality i mean what else can you ask for drip hydro first smoke of the day black leaf approved peace damn this place is huge i gotta get what i need and get out of here man i'm in a rush what whoa black leaf oh you already know what are you doing here i basically live here grow generation can filters power si athena products lux lighting man i mean i basically live here grow generation store is the largest hydroponic store i've ever been to it's crazy the largest hydroponic retailer in the nation with over 60 locations so you know they got one near you it's growgeneration.com and at growgeneration on instagram tell them first smoke of the day sent you you're right 100 percent that's where we see so many people fall short these days. That's the disconnect right now in the California market. Absolutely. I'm not sure about other markets, but um, it seems like California specifically is the market where I say going to a rec shop's like playing scratch off lottery. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if it's even going to be smokable. Most of the time it's not. And it's not the brand's fault. It's not even really the dispensary's fault. You know, it's a logistical thing and it's just the way it's set up. And like it, you know, obviously there's, yeah, you could say saturation in the market, but you know, at the same time, you know, you should know what you need, get what you need, be able to move that off the shelf and and have fresh produce on the shelf, not products, produce. Produce. And that's how we should treat it. Because this is what this is. Absolutely. You also, know, it's on, a fruit, right? And it's like, we don't want rotten tomatoes. No. And on the brand want, end, like you know, we creme go- Creme de la creme, 85 and eight. Do we go to stores every single, like we have, we're talking to buyers all the time. Give me a report. Anything that's passed 120 days at the most. You're on it like that. Oh, wow. get, we give you a credit memo. 
Like, yeah, there's going to be some things Damn, like. just dropped a lot of game for yeah. a lot of you. Yeah, just get, what, get so in there. Credit talk. memo, just saying, turn it back in. It's okay. We'll give you credit get, off yeah, your Yeah, we'll give you bill, off your whatever. next order. So okay. That way you're going to want to continue to do Ooh. business with us. Here's we're, fresh product. We're, we're, we're a good retail partner for you. You know why? Because I want someone to go home. And I know how hard it is. I've worked, I've worked really hard for any money that I've made my whole life. So if you have 60 now in the think about that $67 and that's like, it's a good meal. I mean, and you're taking that home. It needs to be good. And we, we really care about what we're putting our name on. So, um, and that comes from cultivating it. Smoking this, uh, Bubba's girl right here. And this is, uh, Bubba Kush times Girl Scout cookies. Pre-Bubba 98. But you know what good weed is, and that's why you know to put it out that way. I think some people don't even know what good weed is or hasn't smoked fresh weed. We talk about a lot of guys right now that some of them don't even smoke weed or aren't sampling it like we talked about in the beginning where you're sampling a bunch of other people's weed like you. We're trying NorCal Nemo. We're trying Cam. We're smoking this. We're smoking that. It's because we all enjoy high-end weed and sampling it. If you don't enjoy that, how could you possibly? New flavors, new yeah. strains. But how know, could you done compete right. with what fresh weed is getting to the shelf when you're like, you don't even know what that is. You, you're not, you know what I'm saying? You, you smoke yeah. some, you smoke the smalls from the brand story. that are the old stuff they were going to give away. And the end game or, can't always be scale. It can't always be, let's get to the biggest we can ever be ever. Mm -hmm. Let's get to the best product. I, that's what it's coming us, down to now because the floods is, already best, happen. It, yes. Washing up is occurring. And uh, only, it, only the best will will stand and stay. Don't be driftwood. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. wash up on the beach. For sure. Such a good way to put it. It's true. <clears throat> you seen Tampa Bay? <laughs> the storm is hitting. Yeah, no, nah, it was dried up, man. But I mean, uh, crazy. Look at this baseball bat. It's What'd you so roll good. up, bro? It's so That's good. the girl from yeah. Cam with a big old Go red. Pick tip. this up. It's good. All across California. Camp on the behind the shop. scenes too. We rip it open and we showed the guts. We kind of like got more into the flowers and showed all them off. It was awesome. I mean, always good talks behind the scenes too. But uh with Cam, how do you progress and where does this go now? Because you guys were spitting out straight fire consistently on the market. People were coming. I mean, everybody I knew knew like, yo, if you fall through Denver, or if you're if you're a Colorado person, Cam. Cam, oh, Cam. I mean, you could live three, four hours away and people would be like, oh yeah, Cam, when I go through Denver. It's like, awesome. whoa. I know we had people come from everywhere. Telluride, we had mm -hmm. people from Pueblo. It was, um, it was just a special time. And the team, was, we were all so in sync. We were so, every person was psyched to do whatever they were doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just, I've been, chase, I've been chasing that feeling that I had during that time. And I think I will for like, you know, I kind of, I'm starting to get it back now, but have it for my entire, you know, career. A team week. like that, huh? Yeah, dude. Just, just we, re everyone really cared about everybody. So, um, it's just good. Yeah. Palmer, Spindler, everybody. Yeah. How'd you get in touch with a uh, palm tree? He, oh, dude, he came in with presidential cushion flow and he had, and he was the person that I was like, oh my God, another human being that keeps their herb in Tupperware. Because I, would, I was the Tupperware lady. I would go to Walgreens. Yes, the Octagon. The Squawk Octagon. Tupperware. Yes. I, so I ran back and got my weed. 
And I was like, bro, I'm in Tupperware too, man. And it was he like. Didn't believe, he was like, I don't do the jars because shit gets mangled together yeah, and you can't and get it out. Dude. He wants to be able to open it up and literally uh, pick out one oh bud at a time. God. You know, a palm oh, tree. Dude. He's off the chain with it. But it his, is, it's right though. I get it. It was so good. And then I was like, hey, look, man, I'll, he's like, well, I'm already, he's like, I'm already getting a lot of money down the street. I'm like, I'll pay, I'll pay you fucking 500 bucks more, dude. Always bring it here. I'll always have cash. Always be faced. <laughs> and that's what she did, though, consistently. And that's why and cultivators were coming out of the woodwork. Smartest part of business, too, because... Pay your bills. I was reading... I, I saw somewhere on, like, you know, Instagram, it was saying that... Uh, I forget who it was. I don't want to mis misjudge it or whatever, but they paid their people more yes. than everybody else. And so all the good people would hear about that and come to that company. Yeah. And it would kind of keep out the people that weren't as good. It would just weed itself out. Yeah, that's because, so key because like you did that for him, and then what's he do? Like tell his friend. Well, if now, you're gonna expect, yeah, like, and tell, you know, like, I think hey. it's really good to be expect excellence out of each other. Like it's, I think that some of this like last couple of years, like we've you know forgotten to like expect people to be excellent because they can be. And that's, you know, when you hear about all these great companies at last. It's been rough. Like, Service yeah, dude. has been rough. Yeah, it has. <laughs> Everything. Restaurants. Every, I mean, everybody's. You're right. Service has. Yeah, dude. we more used to we're just giving double what we're getting half. Dude, there it's you tough. Go. That's, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, we used to be able to you'd have dinner, go across the bar. You're making eye contact with, with the bartender. You're, you're, you're conversing. Now it's like, it's transactional at best. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, that's going to, that's going to happen with people not connecting for so long. We're going to be rusty. I mean, I think the people that come back though and say, no, 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 this is how it needs to be yeah, first man. though. And that's, you feel it. It's just different. Yeah, exactly. And I, you, you feel that when you go to like, you know, some secret sessions, when you just go, when you go to like culture events and just coming here, just having this, you realize like, Wow, we have so much culture. Cannabis has so much culture, and it's all really good. Zolympics, PuffCon, yeah, all these big events that are guys. happening in LA that are bringing the culture back around, and everyone's coming out for it. You end up running into, like, I know all these guys by face, but I'm like, man, people don't even realize that's this guy. That's it's like seeing pro baseball or pro, you know, pro athletes to me. It's like, yo, that's the guy behind that brand. Dude, yo, you that's and me, like, oh, holy God, that's yeah. OG Rascal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm exactly. chasing down OG Rascal the dude in behind Vegas. Farms, like, the, yeah. yeah, dude, exactly. All, but it's cool because it's that that's what's really affecting the culture. And that's what we need here is to bring everyone back together because cannabis needs it right now. The, yeah, dude, the, the whole industry needs it, it right now. It doesn't need to be doggy dog. I mean, that's that's the one I was just telling you. Like, what's been my experience? Like, women and like weed. All I've experienced mm. is older homies. Like in Sac, I was just had so much love. I mean, you name it, Caleb from Connected, Lumpies, um, Jason. I mean, all everyone. I I mean, so much support. So let's let's get into that though. So in Colorado, Dave you guys are at the top Dave though. Where does it go? Yeah, because let's go into the journey. Because you had okay, such so then, a crazy oh, journey. Oh yeah. So so from 2009, 2004 to 2014, Cam mm -hmm. literally like this. I mean, we were winning high times cups. We were growing. We went from 30 people to 120 people in like 35 days. Super hard to keep track of everything. So just when you think, and I did, I'm going to tell you, I think that my ego got to a certain level. I think that I thought I was the hotness, right? And I had 
folks coming to me saying, hey, we, we'd like to buy your your operations. And you know, I was like, I'm priceless. So usually when you do that kind of stuff, you piss the wrong people off. And like in any type of business with competition, but you should have all your stuff buttoned up. And I didn't. And so we had a licensing issue. I kind of did. I just handled it improperly. And they got, they, they had, uh, you know, for what it was, they just decided to make an example. So I was, I sold to Lucy Sky. Um, and one thing I can say is that even though they bought all the assets, they didn't buy the culture. They didn't buy me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of walked away with the name. Um, that literally that next month after it was all done and everything had been transferred and all of that, the next day I went and bought a 30,000 square foot warehouse in Colorado, in Denver and started again. The only difference was this is now 1617. Um, took me a year to build it out. It was a beautiful building. The prices were tanking at that time. And I also was only getting like, I know everybody gets three pounds of light, but at the time I was only getting a pound and a quarter. So, and it was. <laughs> yeah, right. So That's it, like a joke. Yeah, right? it's yeah. a joke. Yeah, Jesus. exactly. But it was really hard. So I sold that, got all my chips in a row. How many, how many lights did that end up being? Uh, that was the one that I, okay. So cam at its height was around 1100. And then the second round was, and that's really high for Colorado at the time. So that quality too. Yeah, it was good. Exceptional. And then, um, when I rebuilt, I built a 500 lighter and I sold it. I sold it and I was able at that time. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with Colorado. They're making it really difficult you know, they gave me back my license. I it was all, you know, I had a badge. It was all that. Everything was fine. But, you know, you're never going to get back to like, it was, it was just, t- it was just hard. So. At your height, how many people, patients a day were coming 750. in? 750. 750 patients bucks. a day. 750 Bro, people. Amazing. Crazy. When Amazing. I try to explain this, people are like, oh, you're boast. No, I mean, this exceptional weed brings everyone through the door and that's what you guys yeah, had it was really and good. you were amongst a row of about 15 other dispensaries yeah that's and people impressive. would drive oh, to dude, the by last, the end there was, like the 30, there was yeah. 30 different dispensaries i mean there to broadway the kind room yeah. you were the last one too green people be, depot people just see a train <laughs> <that> <laughs> driving it past was everyone. a small space but Tiny. the flowers fire yeah it was good yeah was good and apparently the grow was big so. It was big. It was really good. Oh, man. We booming. had a good time, dude. And you could bring it across the street. Think about that movement to be able to take fresh product that's coming from a room that just got trimmed to be like, oh, we're dropping it right now on the shelf. And For you. In 30 minutes. Wait. In the Tupperwares. Straight up. And yeah. the bud would be untouched flour. Just no, nothing had to be vacuum sealed or moved. It got Tupperware moved over. And then you're literally putting it in your that's age. The other thing. I mean, that's how it's meant yeah. to be consumed. Yeah. There you go. Like, I love hearing that. Ta-ta-da. Yep. You're yeah, right. like people What's don't think about that. You, know? you don't want like, your dinner sitting around. Difference? And it's like, look, if we're not getting all our food tested, you know, why well, go overboard why? with that if you're not Holy going shit. overboard with other you know? stuff? Dude, eight hundred dollars a test. They're not even. They don't even. Wait, another way to put somebody. Eight hundred dollars a test. I mean, that's. I mean, in the beginning when I first came to Colorado to just, or California, nine forty two. Like, uh, it should be a self functioning process. Like you get a tester kit test oh your own flower oh i love that just real quick yeah that way you can because the whole point is like fresher the better right Mm -hmm. 
and the less less it's handled. Yeah, and then once a quarter, somebody comes and just does like a quick analysis on your test and tests your butt, and like you 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 save the sample. Yeah, and that's exactly. how most. Like, that's how most needs like their documenting of the testing. Send someone through. Fucking. It is interesting how bureaucratic and how crazy they they went. And I feel like Colorado started that wave of like laws that you're like, this makes zero sense. Yeah. But even at the, like our issue was that we could have done it better and we had grown so big that we should have been thinking about those things. I just didn't want, I don't want to over corporatize. And even though I should have a lot sooner, you know, I was still doing, I didn't have what I have now, which is delegating to people that really know what they're doing in different areas and not trying to, because at the end of the day, you're not going to be good at everything and you're not going to have time for everything. So, or even be the best at everything. Or you might like yeah. to do some, I always run into a lot of this type of stuff because, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want um, within your space, but don't do things that you're actually good at. Even if you like certain things, I might not be very good at them. I lead them to the experts. So, yeah, it's been good. Major game. I know. You hear I, that, I hear a lot of pack gods in you. you. That, <laughs> I keep hearing you guys would be great <laughs> hanging out. You guys are on the same way for sure about delegating and business and being able to have talent around you and doing what you're good at. Key points to any successful person. Yeah, for sure. And and that's and, and people, you know, they might be like, oh, it's California alternative medicine. It's like, man, you were successful. You had phenomenal strains. You run Colorado. a successful business a woman entrepreneur, someone that uh, I know all the cultivators that you worked with all looked up to you. You know, yeah, I, that was, you, that man. was across the board. And I so. looked up to them, dude. Like when I couldn't come in and Chris would come and fix a bunch of stuff and God, dude, I mean, it was, and he would all, we, both of us Saturday, this, mm. that, I mean, you look at all those times and how much work everybody put in, but, and, but I mean, we were just growing this great product. And everybody, wherever you went, you'd hear that, you know, oh, you're part of Cam. That was cool. So building that, it's, I mean, I feel that way about so many brands, including ourselves in Cali, because people are still maintaining culture, having a good time and working really hard. It's just a little harder right now than yeah. usual. Still alive and well out here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's being suppressed a little bit, but we'll yeah, get through that. We'll get through that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you, uh decided to make the move to Cali what when you started figuring out where you were going to be what what was you know this is such a good story so after I sold that I had like a like I don't know maybe a year and um Kevin Brooks from Connected randomly reached out to me he's like hey I heard you do licensing I was like yeah I write like thousand page whatever SOPs or you know and I'm not doing anything right now he's like what didn't you do this is when they were still cookies so he's like, wouldn't you do all the licensing for cookies? And I watched their entire um, trans. So I, because I got my license, my first license in Oakland, I couldn't find not only a normal landlord, but I couldn't find a normal building. Like the buildings were really, real. I mean, rough. Oakland crazy. Oak, like, forget about, forget about our structure. There's no roof. Like, period. Rats, this, that. But what I noticed when I was doing all the licensing for for Connected, which they as they became Connected, um, the this, the place to be was SAC. The buildings were relatively, you know, decently priced. 
they actually wanted people to come in and do business. I did come to them and be like, hey, what's going on? I had these issues. I had a business in Colorado. It was really healthy. This is what occurred. Or, you know, will you still allow me to have, you know, you, the mea culpa? It's never fun. Mm -hmm. um, but it, again, it humbles you and it makes you realize, um, you know, learn from your mistakes. And I think it just makes you, I wouldn't have been able to come to Cali if I would have nev never left Colorado. I think is the cannabis tax a real thing? The when people hear you're in cannabis, they double whatever they were asking before. That's why I became a general contractor. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I <laughs> I I think it was year three, and I was still paying this guy for this 400 amp panel because he charged me like a like it should have been 15k. He charged me 90k, and I was making payments on it, just not knowing any better. Mm. Think about how much, and every person has been through that. Mm. Oh, you need um, plans done for your building. Oh, that's gonna be 100k. Yeah, anyone else would be like 35, 40. Not, yes. Yeah, yeah, 25. Normal, for a 25, big, yeah. dude. A dollar a square foot. I mean, just nonsense. Just it like. It is crazy. Even rent, nonsense. even just to rent a spot. I'm, I'm booming. We're smoking big joints today. Uh, but even just renting a spot, it's it's 50% more for square foot. The deposits. Yeah. Just, you could just go literally homeless on the deposit. Like, we, I would come to Oakland. They're like, I'm like, okay, the rent's 50K. They're like, we want half a million deposit. I'm like, oh my God, give me a break. It all comes from the <laughs> misunderstanding of what cannabis really is and yeah. how much money's actually made in it. It's, it's, oh, they think you're mining gold and they think that you're going to actually break the place down. It's like, Dude. no, when we leave this, it'll probably be nicer that we'll have to epoxy the floors. It'll be nicer. Then when we got it, most most times, unless you're a shitty cultivator, which to you just only do get that once or twice. to get one round out perfect, I don't think people realize over thirty to forty different inputs have to go right. Your clones have to be uh, cut well. Your uh, your moms have to be healthy. Your rooms have to be working. Yeah. You know, you have to have money for the entire process. You have to not get in trouble. <laughs> so, Working capital. Yeah. I was always told from an older gentleman that like is a mentor to me that that's the thing that people forget the most in business is working capital. Yeah, they think they just raise capital. And that's mm -hmm. the one thing about cannabis that makes it really hard when you have to use your own money. You have to really think about it. It's not just OPM. It's not other people's money. It's usually, you know, your or your homies or, you know, it's a in the very beginning is what I'm talking about. Much different. So how do you find that money? Cause obviously you had to raise it out here or no? No, I didn't have to raise it out here. So, um, I came out here after the sale mm -hmm. and then in, um, my first round, I told you guys I sold it to candescent cause I didn't know a single person out here. I'm like, all right, I'm going to grow. And, and I brought like 3000 clones with me from Colorado because I thought those strains would count in Cali. They did not. Let me remind you. And I thought, you know, that did those any would, of them? What? A few of them made it, right? Uh, yeah, the OGs. Okay. I mean, I sold to some homies in LA, but it took a long time, dude. It was, you know, and it was to a distro. It was just whatever. It was my first foray into, into California weed. And it was, um, it was like the end of 20, it was basically 2019. So the market was kind of eh, like 2018, 2019. So. Um, and then COVID hit and then that was it. So the first couple of batches, they weren't under cam. They were, it was just literally the, the grow label. was called cam. No, oh, we were okay. just selling bulk. Yes. See, that's actually kind of smart. Cause it's like, you get to dial in your cultivation and let somebody else take the hits. Cause believe me, guys, there was lots of them in the beginning. I did not understand that you even needed all these dehumidifiers. I was coming from the land of dust. Sorry, Colorado. 
Um, <laughs> Where you actually have to add humidity. To, to your dryer, like mm -hmm. insane. Yes. Out here, you have to have both yes. now and cranking. Yep. And all the mm -hmm. time cranking. So I learned a lot. I had to like, you know, redo the grow. And then um, I, I met somebody that wanted to kind of put in for the real estate, but really realized that wanted to scale and he was super pro cannabis. So I got really lucky um, that I was able to go from 500 lights to adding 700 to now adding another 2000. But for us, we're going to try to look at scale in a different way, which is it's okay if you need to not produce as much, just ease into it. Just keep the quality and see if you can scale. Don't turn on everything at once. It's pretty decent advice. She's a boss, bro. Yeah. For I mean, real game. I mean, see what you can do with 50 lights first. Yes. See what you, you know, can do with 50. Phase see? it in because holy shit. And the, and the other thing is that you know, if you, if you 2, can't 000. do your own. If you There's can't, literally people doing 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 right now. And they're going to put all the plants in at one time. No, that's not a good just idea. Just go for it. That's big big wave to ride. Big that's rooms. not. It's too much. It's too. It's and that's when things start going wrong. So if you're right now, we're harvesting every nine days in one of the warehouses, every thirteen days in another warehouse, and then um, just looking at those times, we'll move to every two and a half days. So with two thousand lights, you're basically going to be bringing a room down every two and a half days. If you don't have your processes and your people really set up to actually. You know, you're just going to have metric tons sitting around and the weed's going to get, forget about getting old anywhere else, it's going to get old with you. So, um, grow into it, but it is amazing to just have the opportunity to try it. I mean, so much weed. You have to <laughs> plot and plan those rooms out. That's got to be a really serious process to sit down and say, okay, these are the strains. This is how we're going to run them. This is how many of each kind. Like, how do you make those decisions? Is that with a head cultivator? Or is that you just sitting down figuring out what you need? Oh, that's with like, now we have a whole team. So now we have people that have data and we're looking at the data off what's sold at the stores first. That's kind of how we're like, oh, okay, Bubba's Girl is selling well. People actually like it. Um, people are buying, you know, Cushman, right? People actually like it. So if we, we went through that and then kind of looked at those numbers and say, okay, this year we're in about 300 shops today. Maybe, and we do our own self-distribution. Maybe with the new spaces, we could get to 600 shops and we could do it well. So it's not about just getting to the shop. It's about making sure that the shop gets serviced, that you have an education day, you have brand ambassadors come, you have a, a salesperson that's actually going to be talking to their buyer every day. Shout out to like Brody, like one of our, like he's just on top of it. Like he actually goes out every day and, and has amazing relationships with all the buyers for Cam. Um, but by doing that, by, by growing those, those types of, um, I guess processes mm -hmm. is really, really important. It's almost like cams SOPs. Yeah, exactly. You know, encompassing count, uh, besides just cultivation. It's like how, what do they call it? It's like the, it's like the substance of your business. Yeah. I think the business in general, especially nowadays, people are noticing it more and more. It's just a group of people doing something in unison. And if you have a bunch of folks in there that aren't happy or that you're just kind of constantly replacing, um, that means you need to do something better. So if you're constantly replacing, like, you know, the trimmers that we have have been with us forever and that we trim on stem. And so even at CAM, we had people there. I mean, Brady was there forever. 
You were the originator of trimming on the stem. Dude, I love trimming. Let's I'm talk an excellent, about that. I love to trim. But like <laughs> trimming on the stem though, you guys, you guys had this thing where you were, you would basically manicure it down to about eight to 12 inch you pieces. Got it. And then you would hold the stem and you would trim the buds on the stem. And then you would flake it off. And then the last thing you would do is clip the bud. It wasn't break all the buds down. That's what pile you do, them man. Up. Is that where you learned that? What? Yeah. I mean, dude, a lot of processes. <laughs> come on now. The what godmother do you think right our, here. Yeah. I mean, and she had the prez and like, so it was like this big, but yeah, we learned because what the guys on like, I guess my original circle from Florida, my, the guys that taught me how to grow us, you know, Palmer being the one, but he, the amount of data that you guys accumulated oh, with the, oh my this God. nutrient company versus this nutrient company, the same exact strain, the same lighting, the same everything. We and then just doing so many yeah. side by sides. It was awesome. It was insane. It was like books of data. Yeah. Books. And that we they, kept. Yeah, Get House and Garden, Canna, yep. Botanicare. Yep, all that. You've tested all Palmer that. Palmer came back with, yep, mm -hmm. he did Botanicare. It was such good tasting weed. See, and they would do that where it's like, here's the same strain run by two different nutrient companies. And they blind taste it. And then the next test would be two others. Okay, the winner of this times that. Okay, now we're going to change this. Okay, now we're going to do not buckets. We're going to do hydro versus buckets. Yeah, because- Same up strain. Up until 13, Constant. we didn't- um, we weren't scaling. So there was a period of time for Cam that we just had the two warehouses and, and the two stores. And it was like, well, the one store and that the only thing we had to focus on was getting a rec store, mm -hmm. but it was magic because that's all we were doing. We we're just testing product. Mm -hmm. I mean, that in itself is an art form. R and D. And people that actually can tell you if your product is good or not. It's a, it's an art form. I, I mean, I, I, it's a sommelier type experience because uh, a lot of times people don't even know if their rounds are turned. They're not, they're not smoking their own herb to see if their rounds are actually comparable to the last round. It's important. It's a tastemaker and it's becoming its own thing. Back in the day, the grower would just be like, yeah, it's fire. And I like growing this strain. Or these days. Sell. It would just sell. Yeah, it would yeah. sell, dude. Just sell. Sell. You would Black Domino. You wouldn't hear too much about it. Now people are having to sit with that fucking thing and be like, Whip it. Holy <laughs> shit. 36, 32, 28, 26, <laughs> yep. 24, 22. Oh, dude. Thousand. <laughs> thousand. Boom. <laughs> but, but it's true, though, and that, like, uh, Pack Gods is, like, a tastemaker that I, I consider at the highest level where I can always bounce stuff off. But you always need that person because as a grower, things are changing so fast these days. It's the fastest I've ever seen it with flavors that are coming in the wave and then the wave's gone. And it's like, oh shit, we just got like that in production. Gone, like overnight, like, just yeah, like, overnight. This, like the original Z that's gone. I'm like here, then gone. Like, but it's never really going to leave because it's always going to concentrate form. But yes, I'm seeing everybody. I need this. I need this like pink lemon chip, right? And then gone and then just empty. It's interesting. It is interesting, the waves of uh, strains right now. Or anything goes. What do you look for in a keeper? When, you, when, like, when a strain comes around, what are you looking for? So I start, I start from the end and go backwards. So does it have color, flavor, um, structure? Structure is really important to me. Um, how frosty does it get? Uh, and then, then I go backwards into the cultivation side. Um, is it resistant from disease or pests is it um 
it doesn't have good structure. Um, we've consistently gone down lower in plant count. So we need to have something that's going to have a lot of, a lot of nodes, a lot of inter-node spacing, not too tall, finishes within 63 days if you, you know, if you do your drybacks. And then, and then, but then still going back to um, getting the feedback from, the, from, the, from the, your folks, from, from the stores. We're really trying to look at data. How quickly do things sell? What strains sell? What do people come back for? Constantly being in contact with all these bud tenders. They're like, your, they're basically your sales force. Yeah, they're on the front lines. They're in the front lines. Like if you can keep these folks at least trying your product for free, mm-hmm. taking care of them. That's why I always like, like you know, sessions just, are crucial dude, because you need so, that interaction. Yes. Otherwise you're lost. That word of mouth from mm-hmm. the bud. I mean, the bud tenders are just, I mean, they are carrying every, like, thank you to every person that, that recommends us in a shop. Like that is an extension of ourselves. It's pretty cool. That's like me walking up to you in the street. Right. And I'm like, uh, yo, what's fire? What are you smoking on? You're probably going to think about the last thing you smoked that was fire. You're not yeah. going to think about three years ago. I had some really fire product from this one brand, right? <laughs> so you got to totally. stay on them. But it's so true because most people walk in and they almost know what they want, but they might say, well, what else? What, what, what else, else is you fire? Got? I got another, I got another you got 25 to spend. I got the, yeah. They're only going to mention one oh, thing. One Maybe t- 5% of people mention a second, but- yeah, you're right. And you guys do a great job of that because every time I went to Jungle Boys, I went to their spot and they they had you prime center where I was like, oh, I'm going to try some cam. Yeah. Like it was, it was a no. It was like, oh, there it is. Boom. And the amount of flavors you had, the Sharklato. Yep. Sharklati. Sharklati. That yeah. was the one I scooped. That was fire. with biscotti. Those had good rounds in the beginning. Sharkoji times biscotti. Fire. That's good. Yeah. He was smoking out. Definitely said it was good. This is all fresh. This is all like, fresh. I can tell how like it's sticky. It, it even like burns. Like it has the power behind it. I got cotton mouth. Like all the <laughs> traditional when weeds fresh stuff that hits you. You know, I'm starving. You know, all that good shit. Good weed. There's so much choice to grow good things right now. It's crazy. People have mm. just an enormous, amazing selection. I think what's really tough is that with the retailers, some people really enjoy the fact that we have a million flavors and other folks, they don't want it as quickly because they have so many stores. Here's the other issue with, you know, all this, a lot of stores being bought out by the same companies mm. is that then it kind of becomes an MSO on that side too. So we really love, we service all those shops, but the, the, the places like we are have like the small one-off shops that do just an amazing job and have been our retail partners forever. The carried us forever, mm-hmm. you know, has been really, that's, well, that's been the, that's been the side that I've really watched grow and have hired really great people to, to work in those jobs. I, I'm lucky. Yeah. Cause the customer doesn't realize that when they become an MSO that they throw their weight around sometimes like that, like, oh, and then maybe they have a garden, so they won't buy certain product that the customer oh, wants they because want we both. just had our crop. We're not going to, we're not going to carry your flour unless we buy, I mean, there's yeah. so much of that. And I'm oh, like, we need it at this price. Cause we have 17 shops and it's like, well, how does that vary with, you know, that you should be wanting to have our stuff and it, they, they almost throw their weight around and it sucks because the only person that pays the brunt of it is the customer. They're like, why can't I find this anywhere? Why can't I get this? It's like the shop is throwing their weight around. It is sometimes in the wrong way. It's tough. It's it's a tough market. I feel like Colorado was a lot of the hard lessons first, and now you're seeing it 
start reverberate here. yeah but yeah. you saw it out there first yeah. i remember seeing some scary shit with like you know doors getting changed on cultivators locks getting changed where they would come to work the next day and it'd be like yeah no we don't need you anymore you know crazy shit going on i mean that's what happened to to our family like when they first came out and Mm -hmm. had to go through just this like what do you mean i just brady sat there for 18 hours a day in the same spot for a year. And it's like, you're not going to take care of us. Like it was crazy. I mean, that's got to have contracts yeah, these yeah, days. I mean, Gotta. so important. And, and, but the other thing I want to remind everyone of is that your contract <laughs> is only as good as the two people signing it. So unless you're willing to immediately sue Boom. or, you know, make sure that the person that you're about to give your all to, I mean, it's like a marriage, you know? And and just treat it like that. Treat it with some kid gloves. Take care of it. You know, uh, treat it like that seed you found today. That, <laughs> yeah, I know. But that you're. I mean, you just drop gems. Treat it. Say what you said again one more time because that that was phenomenal. What you just said. Treat it with kid gloves. Yeah, treat that relationship that you're having. The person, whoever's doing that. If somebody's helping you distribute, someone's helping you do retail. If someone's providing, um, you know, uh, an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, Make sure that that person gets their money back. Make sure that they're getting, if you're both winning, it's going to be a good uh, relationship um, because not one person can win. We've all, we've all had those, not only partners or friends or just, you know, people, you know, that they, all they do is take, right? In business, it just doesn't work like that. And it definitely doesn't work like that for very long. So I think that's why we're here for the long run. We're actually trying to build something that's going to last. Like, I want to, you know, die working in a girl. Bury <laughs> <laughs> me under a plan, <laughs> Just bury me under a nah, plan, nah. man. No, I'm just kidding. But, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just, I, you I love wanna, it. You love, I love what you do. It. I love it. And when I don't love it or when the industry changes to a point that I'm like, ah, I want to go do something else, mm-hmm. I think that that'll be okay too. Because sometimes as people are like, oh my God, it's going to change. It has to change radically in another direction for it to come back to center. So what do you think that's going to look like? I think that's going to look like uh, um, there will be businesses that close, but that's like that with any, any industry. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that it will hopefully, I just, I believe in, in weed and weed culture still, which is that people will recognize that just coming together and being there for your friend and you know, what I call have, have some, have some friends in your pocket that want to help you move. You know, it's never fun to move, but if someone's going to come and help you, that's a real friend. So yeah. I think that like in terms of business, um, obviously we're all here to make money. We're here to grow companies. We're ha- here to employ people. We're here to provide succession planning, but at least keep the product. You'll see the product actually get better because a lot of the, the, the bigger things will not be able to exist. I think, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. No, uh, I think but that's what I you're hope. starting to see that's that what I already. Hope. I hope to see like, yeah, just a shrinking. Mm-hmm. Um, massive gardens that are pulling down, you know, a hundred pounds every week and stuff. That's, that's a lot of product to move a mediocre flower. Yes, it is. Especially when it, oh, <laughs> yes, lots of, just so much, just not yeah. that much room for booth. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I mean, as you, you know, they haven't 3000, I think 3000 licenses. Uh, for indoor mixed light, only 300 have renewed. Ooh, wow. So I'm not saying that so they've all Cali? stopped growing weight in Cali. Mm-hmm. That's a rough number right there. So that means, you know, 2,700 
I mean, I would say maybe 15, 20% of that is probably still going to pop out another run or whatever they're going to do, right? Even that, though. But even that, even that is an enormous, we're not going to plant this year. Like 20%. And then my brother-in-law that owns um, Salt in Arcata, he lives up there. And a lot of farmers up there, up in Humboldt, have not planted this year. But they're still, I mean, the restaurant's awesome. They're still killing it. But, but they're holding well, out in full sun. So your, yeah. your, your brother-in-law owns salt? Yeah. Wow. Dan, Dan and Pam times. Willie. Shout out. Wow. I'm a name drop next time I'm, I'm up there. You did. There, you so did. Oh, sure they're going you, to. They're going to treat you with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let I'm, me know, man. I'm, you know. What is I'm guessing it's a fire seafood spot? Yeah, in Arcata. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. love it. You got to be from the culture up there then to know about that. Dude, that's cultural. There's campground, too. They have that. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What was um, it like the first time you ever went to up there to Humboldt, Mendocino, that area? Okay. So I had no, I no idea. Like I had like, eh, I'd done some interesting business when I was really young where you go onto a farm and the grandma's there with the gun, you take all your clothes out or whatever. Everybody's not everybody, but I'm sure a lot of people have been what we call going up the hill. I never went back after that. So just, Bill. yeah, <laughs> just see exactly. <laughs> so it was really, it was like man versus wild out there, dude. For real. Man I'm not going to <laughs> Yes, dude, it was. But I will say those people really know how to take care of their own. Like in a good way too. Like they really support their small businesses. Yeah. Like they're, and let, let's put it this way. A lot of people have made a lot of money. They're like, mm-hmm. they're going to be just fine. You know, yeah, and a lot yeah. of them actually didn't get involved in the wreck situation at all. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not going to make that leap. I'm good. And that's fine for people too. I think so too. I think full sun too. I mean, that's the tough. pack price has to be so low right now. I mean, is it even worth that? I can see they why said they weren't getting, con- they weren't getting a hundred or 150 oh, and it was costing 150 a pound. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, what are you paying the trimmer at that point? Oh my God, nothing. And that's, a, <laughs> yeah. that is the, I mean, let me tell you, we it's just. It's probably going through a trimmer machine at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. I'm always offering our trimmers like massages. I'm like, they should, yeah. We try How do to you rate. find good people? I got to say, that's probably like my one gift. I am, I have been so lucky. I can just see, cause I'm kind of a dime in the rough. People usually didn't take a chance on me. I can see a lot of times through all the, whatever if people had gotten in trouble i'm more than obviously willing to look over that type of stuff so i can really see people that have talent they want to grow they're hungry for it and um placing them in a a place where they can do that right so if if, like if i'm like i'm so excited to tell people i took somebody from 16 bucks an hour all the way to 150,000 a year and so within a couple years and so that and those people are really thriving and doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I think that's just really important for Cam. Hell yeah. I mean. Yeah. Feel the love. You guys are crushing it out here. Uh, I mean, you stormed the beaches out here, literally. Um, what's the uh, what's your top seller out here? Like, yeah. what's the fan favorite? So the Cushmans had a really good run. Uh, last season, we had La Paleta that had a really good run. I'm always trying to change it up. The Bubba's the girl, right the Bubba's now. girl's had a really good is having a really good run um yes we grew I oreos and continue to still grow a little bit of yeah, oreos some oreos uh, beautiful Just talk about this mystery machine origins yeah. unknown yeah oh, it is origins unknown we actually we got it from um 
a, a nursery and they gave us a, a you know 164.5 we don't know what that is and we found one of them in the flower room and re-vegged it and it was just so great he's got a, like a sure thing going on and um definitely like maybe a sativa type action Fire. there yeah something different it's something like a different. sweet purple it's sherb. a sweet purple sherb yeah but yeah so. it almost has a little cookie-ish to it it's it's nice it's yeah. very nice it's got beautiful it structure yeah structure gorgeous flower i'm growing smells i'm even growing scotty's rs11 i mean there's so much different structure right now going on it's fucking great dude. it is it's the really weed industry is on a thousand do you like where it's all going one way or do you think it's going the right direction like what do you think with all the strains right now i think okay so i think the strains are exciting and okay. i'm never gonna say it's you know but but i really think that we need to go slow I think that we're we're throwing stuff in the market that we don't have any idea what could have like a if someone's trying to build a company around it or or how it can harm or it, you know just getting that consistency for product right now is so difficult and it's even more difficult when we're expected to grow five six different strains every single round every room um, as we become more. Uh, monotonous in our in our bigger spots and we only have maybe three strains in a room that's where i think if we can nail scale it'll work for us because since we are harvesting every two days we'll actually have um a wider variety of menu that will be more consistent because they're from different rooms um wow. within a smaller Strategic. amount of time yeah so you can so you can pair those menus together i guess i love that that oversight you have oh quick question uh favorite nutrient company for flat for straight fire flower oh man that's tough i know i'm gonna be hurting a lot of feelings i know i mean i'm excited i'm excited to try some new nutrients shout out to for drip i'm excited to try new things love it and what about from your previous from house your and life? garden dude i, I knew you were gonna I was say having I house to, and garden horror but people terrible, get dude. on me about not asking grow questions on the they're like why didn't you ask you house, talked about i was so I wanna, house know. and garden and then um I you know I went through the the canna phase and took a bath and boost at a thousand bucks a gallon, but those twenty G's. I mean, <laughs> did you ever have one of those things that spins and sends off like waves into the garden Dude, of we did like everything energy? we had? We had energy water. Yeah. We had I mean we had Crazy music shit. playing. We had. We had ionization of water. How and, are the yields on the energy water? Oh my god! Exactly, dude. <laughs> the biggest I mean, you've ever seen. Bro. It's just it's 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 like Crazy. ten years before bro. you had your where you had your bro being like, you know what I put in there? Bro science. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> dude, bro science specialty. Oh my goodness! There was goodness. this thing that literally started to spin, and it was all triangles and rectangles, and they were like, it emit, emits energy into the garden, and you're. You'll have larger harvests. It's like playing music to your plants without playing music. Oh my god! But right, I mean, yeah, it's five thousand dollars for each one, and you would and you could only do so into, much square footage. Yeah. I would walk into heady growers, and one out of every ten grows, I'd see it in the corner. I'd be like, "You still use that?" And everyone would be like, "What a waste!" Of, you know, everyone would be like, "Ah," oh. but they got it. The guy yeah, sold them. We yeah we had we had I grow we had all sorts of versions of whatever led up to LEDs and R and D though it just, takes that. All the time. Because what if you find the next thing? What if you use something and it's like, yo, look at the weeds, 10 times better. It's so true. But right now we're, we're on Athena and it's good. JJ, I mean, dude, you there's service. Great flower you guys are growing with it's it. It's good. It's really fine. like it. Lighting this runs right now. Nice. 
So talk about uh, Cam's you runs. said you're you got lights down in Long Beach now. Yep, just a couple hundred. Um, we. So have you been down here more? Yeah, often? but I, I was down here. I've been down here every week for the last um, probably year and a half because uh, most of our our retailers are down here. We have a really good strong presence in NorCal, but SoCal is where you build a brand, and that's where these stores are really you know. Um, and we deliver everywhere from Humboldt to uh, to San Diego. It's been good. I'm How do you lucky. do that? You deliver, so you have a delivery, so people can call and they can literally. Well, we have that, but mm -hmm. I want to first talk. We distribute our own product. Mm -hmm. So, so if I could give like uh, whatever, I'm not here to give advice. But if someone were to ask me, like, what are you gonna, best way you're going to, you know, take a brand off with your own flower is to do your own distribution, or at least have a really good distribution partner that just distributes your own flower. Um, you have to be a certain size to do that, but it's really important that they're just selling, you know, we have our own sales folks. And so that way they're just selling our product. Um, there's something to be said about that. Um, I mean, people building brands with just distro licenses and being able to get a cultivator yeah, to grow product for themselves. That, you know? That's, but, and, and I'm not here to knock any business model. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you what feels uh, most authentic for us. So that's, that's where I come from and being able to say that, um, you have a hand in your own product and uh, you stand behind it, good or bad. Believe me, it's not all perfect. We've had rounds that haven't been perfect, but just taking at least accountability for that and not being like, well, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it because we bought it from somebody. So it's not technically not us, but it, having that pressure on you, I think uh, helps, helps, helps us at least uh, continue to try to grow a better flower continue to change yeah and the slowest to change obviously because i'm not running leds but that's a good thing yeah. in my opinion i'm uh i've done three and a half years of r d with leds and i'm going back to uh hps, HPS. and you know double-ended whatever uh, DEs. Yeah, DEs. I personally think they're just better i think it produces flour that's nostalgic and i think people are used to that type of flower and so now when we're trying to show them a more dense product and it's just different looking and i even as a smoker i enjoy hps flower or de flower better than i enjoy led flower and i've had everyone's damn near led flower at this point because i say that and people give me their shit like mine's different or i've had a hundred different batches of it and some of it's myself. good some of it's good i'm not saying it's not good i'm just it's saying different. if i have to pick yeah. the same strain side by side you're picking de or hps over led for real smokers, I feel the same way. What and do I, you think, Pat Gods? I mean, this conversation comes up a lot. It depends on the what bro. you're used to, yeah. for one. So that, that affects it. What but, you're uh, used to smoking? Yeah, what, what you're used to preferring. Yeah, that's know? a good way of putting it. Sure. Because you're saying this or that. That's what I'm saying. If okay. you say this or that, then it's like then you, you have to go to with what you're you you're used to preferring but mm. you just seen patterns and trends and yeah i think i feel the same way like a mm. lot of small batch stuff we talk about it yeah it's definitely like you know hps mm -hmm. so you know I, I i think leds uh it's still got some time it's still up and coming yeah, yeah. I, mean, just, I, think, I think also too it's like you said like there's so many variables with mm -hmm. it i don't know if it's like you know, I don't know. I think another. I think another. That. I think I another just, ten years have to go by, and I think that also a lot of different strains. Um, well, here's here's a. I mean, when I look at where weed's going, 
So for us, when you start maybe 10 strains, 11, you're, you're always trying to get to either sour diesel or some type of OG Kush. Um, now there's hundreds of strains, thousands of like in the thousands. And then on top of um, like, we just, we just get crosses. So we name our own strains, right? But we talk to the person that gave us the cut. We try to do kind of like a, you know, kind of like Dave, where there's a blessing or, or, you know, if you have a strain of somebody's that you're asking them if it's okay that you can grow it and what you can call it. So I think that um, just some, what is it, housekeeping or manners um, of uh, honoring the person that made it or someone, keepers of the flame, uh, that we still we still have that in, in cannabis for sure. That's rare uh, these days. That's 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 dope of you. If there was one strain you could have back, what would it be of that you've lost all time throughout your years? Um, I had like the this pure Kush and I had kosher. I don't have either one of those. I don't have presidential anymore. Um, I have the white. That's um, a great one. Yeah, Chrome's white. white from Swamp Boy Chrome's Seeds. White. Yep, from Swamp Boy Seeds. Cut. Original cut. Breeders cut. Breeders. Breeders cut. Yeah, straight <laughs> from Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was man. That was a banging strain. That thing was just iced out. Dude, their seeds were what We ran so much of their gear. Wild. They they had such a good run. They really did. And still, yeah. But, yeah. but when I was getting stuff then, when I was really trying to pop some stuff, it was good. You think that original blueberry somewhere out there still? <sighs> yeah. That and like Afgui. Somewhere is out there. Black Domina. I have some seeds from Afgui. Yeah. Chris had a, a Palmer had a fucking thing that, that happened. and But I still have 92 OG. Damn, I still have like. Damn, Black Domino. That's way throwback. Dude. 15 years, right? Yeah, 20 dude. years you're talking? Yeah, that's, that's gnarly. I know. I know. I'm aging myself. That was a hell of a <laughs> That was a no, you know, well-known strain though. Well sought after. Yeah, like, that was good. Oh, you dude. heard that name and you're like, you know. Yes. And it would grow. Like and it would grow fruit. black leaves that would like cover. I think um, people, the purple, original purple haze was something with Black Domino, in my opinion. Dude, I've seen them, they look a lot Urkel, alike. Like, the, like the, those, all the purple Urkel, all the Prebo 98s, dude. I mean, that just takes me home. Like, it never, like, it never grew that well. It's kind of short in the squat, but it was so special. Like, that weed was so good. So, we'll probably bring, you know. But tissue culture is helping. That's been good, I think, for the industry in, in mm -hmm. general. Um, when we all have problems, it's kind of, kind of sp spreads like wildfire. So I know that lots of farms have been hit by, by hops and, um, uh, but I mean, that's part of commercial growing though, just so everybody knows. So powdery mildew issues with pests, um, all those things. That's mm -hmm. just, you just have to learn how to work through it. With They're their variables. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People don't, they, they're un. People that haven't cultivated before and don't understand the cultivation process and what's going on are unforgiving about it. Like, how could this happen? Oh, it can and easily it's like, happen. Well, you're, you're dealing with a live plant, yeah. which is like a live person. Sometimes they don't act like how you want, or sometimes things happen, or sometimes, you know, and mechanical. then you try to expand. Your mechanical and, stuff is just going to break all yeah, the time. It's go. 113 degrees in sack this summer. All of our stuff. Wow. Like, I mean, we you just had to you know, pray that your service people that you've been paying all year round, they're going to come out for you and fix your 25 tons and fix your 12 and a half. And, um, it's all part of that too. So just take three days of that. You're, it's over. Your crop is over. Like it's going to be stressed. It's going to, you know, 
just depends on if you can get somebody out there to fix it in time. Jeez. Are you going to have someone on staff full time for the AC at the new spot, the 2000 Like lights? four people. Like, wow. Yes. Because that's how much air conditioners, and especially nowadays, if you don't, it, depending on the controllers, like think about it, you have a 25 ton and maybe three 12 and a halfs in a hundred light room. Okay. And a ton of andens. What is going to tell you when something actually is broken? Once the temperature and your VPD starts moving around, it's already too late. That means the thing's already broken. So you have to have tools and technology to tell you, hey, look, this unit's out. So you're probably not going to notice it right now, but you will in like three weeks when you're trying to like, you know, really pull the humidity out. It's different. And you can. Now you have PM mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. other or so issues. What other issues. Just yeah, so many. Yeah, is, All of it. All of it. It's booming. It's booming. I love good fresh weed. You yeah, can taste is. the freshness on it. Great what flavor. Up? What would you say to any females out there looking to start a business? I just say go for it. I think that a lot of times you will, you know, make sure you have a plan, but figure out along the way. Um, you know, I, I always say the same thing, which is you're not going to know how much you can handle until you actually try. So you're not going to know the skill that you can grow into. And it might, your road might be a little up and down. Um, one thing I can say that my experience is, you know, for a woman in, in cannabis has been, I mean, amazing. All, all my mentors are men. All the people that I learned how to grow herb from, how to, you know, run a business working in software have been men. And so it's been really, and in SAC, I mean, all the homies came out to give me love and support. So I've been really, really lucky. So I, I kind of hope that we're going to continue to, to have that. I think that women for cannabis, it's like wide open. It's a new industry. So they're much more, I think, welcoming of women. And um, I think that from your executive standpoint, you got to have some women managers. We care about people more. We're a little more empathetic. We, we're not pushovers, but we, I feel like we can bring people together more. Um, my motto is always that you work with me, not for me. Absolutely. I think a lot I of heard that before. I've actually. heard a lot of these key points Damn. from someone sitting <laughs> to the right of me. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. No, that's you, amazing. It's boss talk is what it is. It's, it's got, it's, it's that talk of someone who's been there, done that and built a business and empowered the people underneath them and empowered the people around them and built something bigger than them, you know? And that's, that's the underlining thing between both of you that, and I hear these same key points in life and in uh, how to build a business. Yeah. You're not always going to be able to uh, live, but I mean, it's not, I'm not here to tell you it's Kumbaya. Yeah. I'm not Kumbaya every yeah, day yeah. and all Zen. And, you know, I mean, when things go wrong, I just like everybody else get, you know, pretty upset, but it's about how you keep your cool and then rally your team back. Cause they're probably not feeling that great either. So I think that for women that are starting businesses um, and then don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. That's another big part of it, which is you're going to come to certain parts of your business that you can't do. And even if you could do it, you shouldn't do it because you're not doing it very well. So it's good at that time, if you can, get some help and partner up. That's how we're going to get through like these harder times. I mean, if you look at all farmers or look at any type of industry, they've lobbied themselves into a position that the rules are more lax, the, that the good product wins out, that there is regulation and testing, but it's not so difficult. It's like stifling 
So um, a lot of times when people are like, hey, there's, there's more problems with the product on the market, it's because the taxes are just eating it up and they're not able to reinvest um, into, their, uh, into their spots. I think it's like 32 to 37% of what you pay at the, you know, for that eighth or whatever is taxed. Some crazy number like that. It's yeah, it's 30s. really, it's actually, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's just on the retail side. I mean, if you go all the way up, it's kind of, it's almost in the sixties. So after you get through 280 and all that. So, um, there's not much left. So like I said, it's, a, if you, if you're growing weed right now in general, anyway, whatever way you're growing it, it's, um, it's not for the faint of heart. It's, you got to really love it. You got to be really loving it right now to, to still go in there because it's not making you the money that it used to. Mm-hmm. It's not making you stand out in the way that you used to. But if you really just love cannabis, like how it makes you feel and like the community, I think that you're going to stay in it. Which is kind of a positive thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the people who are in it for the long haul that are the most passionate about it will survive because that's what they want to do for a living, even when the tough times are tough versus times are good. So it's only the strong survive. So right now it is. But I, I also feel like usually what this sometimes what happens here is that um, people will start something and maybe it doesn't go that great in the beginning. They'll come, these are the folks that come back and build something amazing. That's Mm -hmm. what I've always noticed. So maybe some of the folks that have had, have either had to call it, you know, that's what I'm here to say. Even though you've been through kind of like a rough period with your career, you know, with cannabis, you can always um, come back. And it just, it depends on how resilient you are. Um, So there's a lot of that. So I think that even if you're going to see people that are like, okay, I'm going to, you know, either not plant or call it a day or whatever it is, they'll come back in like, if they're, you know, in like two years, cause you know, the timing, mm-hmm. it's all about bringing, when you want to bring your brand to market, the timing. Do you think that's strategic? Yes, I do. Some of it's strategic. I also think the faster you can get yourself in the game, the faster you're going to learn the pitfalls and be able to learn from it. So sometimes you just gotta, you know, jump in you know, feet first, <laughs> just, you know, see how it goes. Yep. I mean, uh, uh, like Pat God says, half of the, half of the battle's showing up. Yeah, for sure. Literally just showing up. Yeah. I mean, you got, <laughs> that's seriously, I just, if seriously, you didn't know, I've been around some good business right gurus there. for oh a couple of times. We're going deep. Isn't it though? Just show true, up. Though, half of it just showing up, here, man. Bitch. Just <laughs> show up and get in line, just man. show up. <laughs> Look, don't even worry about it. I'll just show up, right? I'm just here, man. I'm just, here. I'm, I'll, I'll just work I just here. work here. Shout out to Walmart <laughs> General Store. Yeah, I I wore this because Tell of about you. That one, huh? Well, I wore this because of you, Anna. I uh, I was in Colorado a few weeks ago and visiting my mentor. He still owns a business out there. Yeah, well, it just made good timing that there was like this crazy skate competition in South Park called the End of Summer Bummer. Yes. And, yeah, I mean. Gajillions of people come down for that. Dude, I you guys didn't know I get made Biggs fun of, is crazy on the deck, man. Nah, but He's we went wild. out there and it's like the I most, know. it's a famous general store up in South Park. And if anyone's up in Breckenridge, South Park or like up in that area, you know, of Walmart, 
It's a dope spot. Everyone all the knows. Carhartt limited, Carhartt gear, all the fire. But yeah, I, I was like, this will make a perfect podcast since you're coming <laughs> on. And I was like, this is some heady Colorado shit. Like, you, if you know, you know, all Mark. I was just there, dude, for Canacon. There you go. It see? was awesome. I was there with all the Canna guys and it was it was like homecoming. People mm. that I'd worked at the grocery store with. Oh, man. It was good. It a was lot really of successful good. people now. A lot of guys that have built businesses and sold them off. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's okay, too. I, like I said i think whatever your journey is mm -hmm. i think that you don't always have to plan it out that way but i think that um there's still a lot to be said in this story for weed in general that you know yeah we're just getting started we're just getting started we're, we're so just new started. Yeah, Love it. just getting Telling started story man we're about to take it way back and then you know hopefully <laughs> to find the future as well this shit i'm in it popping. in it to win it i love it though everything you got going on i mean you you the way you enter the market out here is like you've been here before, so and and you have, so it's it's cool to see a true pioneer and especially a just a female business owner, boss lady that's been putting on thank for the you culture, guys. the community, thank you. Thank and you just for good product me. for <laughs> all the patients, all the people involved. So it's fucking awesome to see, and we've been you know hearing about it for i've been hearing about it for a long time so it's real dope to see it here in california and watch it all come full yeah. circle like years and years later a decade plus like my first colorado trip with you yeah. we went there yeah and yeah. I, you know so i, I remember i actually went there so that was yeah. way before any of this yeah. this was so long oh, and this was us yeah. just coming to colorado like have you ever been out there let's go check it out yep yeah so real dope to see and uh Thanks for coming up today and making time for real. Thank you so much. I think it was really smart that you joined like the Sacramento community because mm -hmm. it's not a lot of people know how tight knit it is up there, but the support's real and it, it makes is. it strong. Like Sacramento as it's in itself kind of moves as a unit because everyone holds each other up, you know, and really it's good. cool to see. It's a different. It's a different vibe. Yeah. There's like less blood in the water. Yes. I like that. You know, and then you come to LA and it's like war. So, you know, I think it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's going to work better with transition. community. You know, the more that we can kind of come together and help each other. Yeah. And it's coming. It's coming there. It it's getting there. That's it's what coming I'm saying. around. You People know, are coming around. Shake out, you know, yeah, weekends a little bit. and build the strong ones. So you're also, you're also going to shake out the folks that aren't really about the weed. They can't, you know, they don't see the, they yeah. don't see the numbers. They don't see the P and L. They don't see the balance sheet. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have some people that are going to, you know, be on the ship with you. So market's in a crazy sorry. place. And we talk more about that on the behind the scenes and shit. We always Ooh. get into that on every episode. Ooh. And if you don't know, now, you know, Every episode, we end up talking b before the podcast, after, you know, sometimes we eat dinner with people. I mean, it's all over the place, but all that goes on the behind the scenes. So if you ain't on the Patreon or the website, on, you know man. what I'm saying? Slipping, slipping. Let's Same go. with if you want to see close-ups of the weed and you want to put our editor and our uh, videographers to the test, bro, support us. And uh, man, if you need to DM Cody and uh, he, we need more clips. <laughs> We need better product shots. We got a big list. So let's just I say I mean, that. you guys let them you know, know for real. And make sure you CC me on the DM. <laughs> and, uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Send me on the forward. CC you know? a DM. Group oh, message. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, dude, it's fire. Everything smells like it should. Everything tastes like it we're should. We're keeping all this. All yeah, about the yeah, team. Thank you, dude. Thank you, my dudes. Happy Appreciate to see you, you out here crushing. Keep putting on. And uh, shit, any last shout outs? Put you on the spot. 
Oh man, my crew for sure. I think I've mentioned a bunch of them: Brandon, Mike, George, Lynn, Sarah. It's been good, Josh. Cam's doing awesome. it, man. Definitely support Cam, a real contender. Lady. California market. Boom. Any plans to go back in my cell? Um, so we're talking to to folks that maybe will put us in a couple stores in Colorado, um, but in New York. But like I said, it's really, really hard to manage quality control from a just just because of how many rounds can go bad and grow. And mm -hmm. they just can like, it's just, it's so many factors. So um, I think that we still need to build our process and people in progress out here. Um, and that's really what's going to help us win. It's a hands-on thing. Boom. Cultivation. Shout out Athena. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, you already know, man. First smoke of the day. It's episode 67. Anna from Cam. Let's go. We're out. Thank you. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine, the diamondmine.la, California source for boutique genetics, powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the diamondmine.la and we're gonna offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter, and see if you can rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The diamondmine.la powered by Blackleaf.